Hello, everybody. And before we begin, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the sponsor of tonight's show. And as I always say, go over to the Second Print Comics Podcast every Wednesday. Subscribe to the podcast by looking up in whatever player that you're using right now. Put in Second Print Comics Podcast and they will pop up. It's easy peasy. It's just that easy. And what you'll get is a really, really good podcast that is done by my man Mark and Remzo. And really, it is professional sounding, way more professional sounding than the one you're about to hear. And the chemistry between both Mark and Remzo is supoy, as they say. And I keep going on about different things that I like about the podcast. And as we end up with this, it's just Mark and Remzo. I really do like them. I really do look at them as friends that talk to me about comics and tell me about comics that they like. And because I like them, you end up caring about what they like and listen to why and how and all of those things going down. And it does end up really feeling like listening to a couple friends just sitting there talking about comics. And that's what I really enjoy because I don't have friends in my normal life. So I need my podcasting friends and Mark and Remzo. They were kind of my podcasting friends before they even knew it. It was almost as if I was stalking them. I was. And this past week, they ended up doing Kingdom Come, which is something that anybody listening to this would get behind and want to listen to because it was pretty darn awesome. And it's even more awesome listening to them talk about it. So let me thank them once again and tell you to subscribe to their podcast, as I said before, but also follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Second Print Pod. Also check out their website for episodes, reviews, and more at secondprintcomics.com. Also check out their Patreon, patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And if you do, you'll see that I'm there because I'm a patron supporter of theirs and have been for quite some time. Just as an aside, just to tell Mark, if he's listening to this, I do really enjoy his random Marvel podcast where he pretty much goes on the Marvel Unlimited app, hits the random deal, and boom, talks about whatever issue that comes up this past one being an issue of the Invaders. And it's a really good show as well as all the things on their Patreon and their regular feed. Also, then go again to the Patreon where you'll get tons of bonus content perks, including early episode releases and tons of awesome bonus shows, as I just said. So, yes, thanks once again to the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the sponsor of this show, and away we go. People of Earth, how are you? Better Fast Up is going to be a bumpy ride. Yo, this total referee, you know what I mean? And I'm about to bring y'all some history. We got the best of both worlds, and I got the Get Fresh crew. Poop, poop. Hey, baby, wake up from your sleep. We have arrived onto the future, and the whole world is become... Welcome back, one and all, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. 
And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 360 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Is it, Eric? I, I can't yeah. tell what it is. My voice is yeah. a little better, though it just cracked there. <laughs> it sounded like Peter. Is it, Eric? Oh, welcome to 360. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Almost to the finish line. Eric running, running like that Jay Garrick without any speed force, right? Real slow. What does that mean? He runs real (laughs) slow. It's taken us a real long time to that set number of episodes that we said when we first started that that would be the end. We're getting there. It's a weird number, too, isn't it? But, hey, welcome to the podcast. I don't like playing this game. I just always play the game. That's what I play. No no reason to keep listening to these people. They're ending soon. Well, I figure that that ups the ante. The tension builds. I mean, every, every, well, that's, they say, live your life like the day could be your last. You have to listen to this like it could be your last, which a lot of people it is. I mean, when they hear it, it sleazy Shay over here. Uh, But yeah, hey, hey, everybody. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We have three books tonight. Three Pretty decent books. I, I didn't love every one of them, but I didn't hate. So it's a lot like your children. Exactly. Well, no. Right now, they're kind of on the outside. They're all in the doghouse. And I mean that literally. They're not allowed in the regular house. You would build a house there. for a dog. Really? Seriously? If, and if it was, it would be for me. Like, like right now, the doghouse is just, you know, the couch where I'm still sleeping. Somehow everybody still thinks I have COVID. I <laughs> they can't believe it. They've been avoiding me and making me sleep out there. I'm like, I don't need to be quarantined, people. And they, they I just, think you do. Yeah. Ethan got Get his second no. shot. No. Ethan, got trick, his, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan got his second <laughs> shot. And I'd like to say that overall, between Dr. Razor and Dr. Stork, he's kind of in the middle. He had huh. some, a little bit of side effects, but not much. But he's but like, still- how does that interact with cannabis? Uh, it, it seems to not have any problem with that, Eric. I mean, really, it had no problem at all. In fact, I had to yell at them today because they're, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend or whatever the hell holiday is week. here in the U.S. But a lot of people are That's going. Next week. Is it? I'm telling yeah. you, a lot of things are going on. They're having parties next door already. I don't know if it's <laughs> because they've lowered the whole deal with everything. But, yeah, there's parties uh, everywhere up and down the street today. So I think that maybe people have to get the memo, Eric. But they were out and the, there were kids next door, the, the asshole neighbors and stuff. But I told them, you can't go out in the backyard and smoke pot when there's assholes next door. So I, hey, I set that hey, up. Hey, Dad right? said we could smoke in the house today. Yeah, no, no, no. What, what then ended up happening is they didn't listen to me. They end up, the next thing I hear, yelling. And it's the next door neighbor coming over to yell at them. And now I'm stuck in a little bit of a, you know, a dilemma. At least he didn't call because, the cops. Well, that mainly because I think that he's cooking meth next door. So there's part of the hypocritical problem there. But he, what do you do then? Because he's yelling at my kids. I know they did something wrong, but he's still yelling and cursing and being a real asshole. So I, I just went out and started yelling at him. But I had to hold Wraith back. And then I'm telling him to stop it. And you know, it was all a bunch of You guys are a mess. There. It was. The, this This road here is just How dare ridiculous. you curse at my children for blowing weed they, smoke into yeah. your yard well, during a party. Is, why doesn't he ever come and talk to me about it? He's never said a word to me. He won't say a word to me. So that's where and I that's get that's the upset. way you like it. No, actually, for this... I wouldn't like him saying it to me, but then at least there might be a fight right there. I, I, if we're going to get in a fight, let's just I get don't know it on. It's got to be a fight. I know he's, but you end up having where my kids were in the wrong. I had already told them not to do that, but I wasn't going to let this asshole know that. I just told him to get out of our yard. 
and go back to a stupid party. Then he started yelling at me. And the thing is, this guy is constantly we constantly seeing like the constable come because the the house is in forklift. But his what is mom a constable? Said, I don't know. The person who comes and puts the thing where you better move out soon. You haven't paid your mortgage. I like to imagine out of, out of nowhere this dude who's dressed like the eighteen hundreds shows up and starts knocking on the door with a notice. And you have like the the uh, chimney constable. Sweep. It's Dick Van Dyke. Hey yeah. there, Los. What's Governor. going on? Now, so I told him, go back and get your mommy to settle your problems, asshole. And then he just looked at me and walked away. So that was that, Eric. I was doing a lot of trash talking. But here we are. I'm expecting to hear some Kid Rock soon. I also told him that. Don't you have a Kid Rock concert to go to or something? Jerk off. But uh, yeah, they're having a party right now. And then they're all yelling about Memorial (laughs) Day. I guess they're doing it ahead of time then. I guess. Uh, I guess. Because they're all in. I got to go to work on Monday. Then the week after that, I have I'm telling you, they're all fired up for it. Maybe they're just going to party all week. Well, that's one Uh, of the things in Quakertown as it is. Because last night when I got home, I was hanging out with some friends. And in the parking lot behind another building... All these fireworks are going off. I'm like, yeah, it's about that time where every night is firework night yeah. until September. Yeah. Because everybody's what, a piece of shit around me. always ends up happening. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. We're here for the podcast. Like I said, we have three books, and they're bigger books. You know, we have Flash, Nightwing, Catwoman. They're, they're at that tier. It's not Batman or Superman or anything, but they're pretty big. And I like them enough. Just we'll say that. I'm like, two of these on. in my mind are Bat books. Whether Batman's in them or not. Well, they are, but they're the lower tier Bat books. I mean, in one of them, Catwoman, that's becoming actually elevating itself up to be more of an important book in my mind uh, with the whole Simon Simon State and all that going on. But we're going to go into that in a second because first we have to tell everybody to go and check us out on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com and check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can help us out for all of the things that we do here and get a ton ton more and one of those things is ton ton and we usually have a and always do have a weekly spotlight the dc comics weekly spotlight picked by the badass of the get fresh group boop two books and they ended up picking justice league and Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl being the big book of the week for most people. You. What do you think about Justice League, Jim? Yeah, All Justice your heroes League. in one place mm. in a world that you've never yeah, they're seen in one before. Place. <laughs> a, a one place which I'd like to know a little bit about and see what's going on. But, yeah, we, we talked about that. Ended up being about an hour and 40 minutes. If you want to go check that out, go about an hour too long. Patreon, about an hour and 39 minutes too long. But this here is what we like to call the badass Roll call, Eric, because here are the bad asses. Zach Black, Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Boris Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watchsick, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Alone, Niels Teward, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you, and me, Eric, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Seller a dweller. Uh, that's seller going. Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Ruben, look at him. Carlos, uh, Lone Wolf Mark, up, look Ruben? at him. Blue Collier, <laughs> Simon, Luis, Manship, he's found some new disc golfing courses or something he told like, me. Are they very, springing up very excited. It, it, really, it's like a backyard, it's all you need. Put up a chain and then you. You got the manship. Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Needham, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, 
Brandy Murray and Double A Ron. And a shout out once again to the ultimate badass that is Reggie. And that's that. That's the end of the intro. Eric, a little long. I like to imagine during the pandemic, people got rich over a disc golf because my mom, for whatever reason, that became an essential business and they started popping up everywhere like essential business, Dunkin' Donuts. You had to be an essential business of some sort before. I mean, really, the idea, if that's an essential business, then go with the hacky sacks and all that nonsense. I don't need that. The Frisbee company. He's I'm just saying the disc. hacky sacks. Like, how many hacky sack courses do you know of? I know of just about every one. It's any sort of parking lot and some rundown area. Sometimes or a street corner. Or a quad at, at the college, Eric. Uh, possibly near... I don't know. Do they have the hippie sections of the campuses nowadays? I don't know how things work, Eric, but yeah. It's weird because really, I know they did in the 90s and they shouldn't have. Well, really what they end up having is the the courses are anywhere you have a couple guys, gals with nothing to do, a bunch of pot, and, and you know, a hacky sack. That, that's Look, all I know. Mean. I grew up in that time. It's funny because the hacky sack, I'd always hear the idea of like, hey, basketball is great because you really only need – a basketball itself the courses are all out there hacky sacks even better you just Damn, i mean I you can just roll up a sock and have a hacky sack right that's what i no, think no, that's sack, i don't know like the past month i've been railing on the hacky sackers of uh, for every podcast it's I just because you're bad i'm at against it. them hashtag no sack is what i say and then but that's what they like, say about you well, no, they they think I'm some sort of survivor then. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, I feel bad for you. But, yeah, here we no go. Balls. No balls. <laughs> That's what Tanya says. Oh, yes, that, that hashtag simp. But we're I gonna was going to talk to the next door neighbor about yelling at my kids, but hashtag no sack. Hashtag I did. I yelled at him and then he <laughs> ran away. I want to know who has hashtag. No sack. Who doesn't have the sack, right? And then Tanya yelled at me. You're going to escalate this. I said, damn right, I'm going to. So there you go. Nah, you need was, to get off the escalator and take the stairs. I was mad at her. I was mad at her, Eric, because she, how dare she says that to me? I mean, she's supposed to be on our team, you right? Stolen my dreams. What is our stolen team? My dreams with the Werners. I, not the greatest team to be on. Hey, she I mean, wants to be on the winning team. Well, the winning team. I I don't think that's even in Quaker Town, so she'll have to keep <laughs> looking. But we're gonna go off right now. We're gonna start off with the Flash, and we'll do that right about now. Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ah, yes, and here we are with the first book. We rang that bell for you, Eric, and you only have one book to do a blurb, so I'm sure that you are going to do it, uh, you know, I'll with put flying this pressure colors. On me. As we go, it's going to be the best blurb ever. Eisner, not Harvey, Eisner Award winning. No, we blurb. save all those and worthless awards for you. <laughs> that is true. I love them. Where's my potty? Where's my potty? Probably Eric? on the floor. Uh, probably. Uh, I ended up, we were talking in the Slack about signed issues and things like that. And it's funny because Reggie ended up getting us a bunch of things signed and things like that. 
I have no idea where any of that is. I don't take care of stuff. I end up, the only thing that I ended up putting in a bunch of, like, not a frame, but one of those canisters. What do you call them? A case? Those, those things you put the comics in. Is that what they call it? A case? I have one, I have one case that I have, like, seven issues shoved into her. I'm a, I'm a frugal man. I'm not buying extra cases or that. They're all frugal. the Green Arrow and the uh, books that we were in that we actually made guest appearances on. Oh, all of those are bagged and boarded or actually uh, framed as well. That all is being cool. bagged and boarded. That, that, that is cool. Not me. They're all shoved into the, what do they call it? This compact is what the they shelf. call it. <laughs> thing, and I don't know where it is. I do not. Uh, but we're here to talk. One issue in this section. We're going to have three sections of one issue so we can really, you know, dive deep into them. The funny thing is, most of these are pretty quick. So I don't know the deep diving. We're in the shallow end of the pool, which you are used to, Eric. Only the gene pool. Do you ever go to the Quakertown pool where they have that baby pool? You remember that baby pool section before they were I was never small enough to be in it, but like as I lived in here, but I haven't been to the Quakertown pool in 25, 30 years. That pool. The, the baby that that section was always real hot and a little yellow. Eric is what that that baby pool Stop was. Stop pissing in the uh, baby pool. Well, here's the deal. I don't like to have people around me. So you know, in the baby pool, they're around me. But no, I used to go with the kids, but I wouldn't let them go into that thing. That piss pool. Just throw them right into the deep it. end. Sink or swim, Sink baby. Right. Yeah, go, baby. That's how Tanya was taught to swim. She said that, but then she was also off the coast of Florida on a boat at the time, Eric. I don't know if that makes like to sense. I imagine right? she's the main character, hey. Rennie from a Friday the Thirteenth hey. Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, because she her uncle tried to teach her that way, and in her mind, she was pulled down by a you know a drowned young boy, Jason and Voorhees and had PTSD ever since. Ah, is that is this Eric Shea am I challenging the cellar dwellers? <laughs> is, this, is this a cellar dweller? Oh my goodness. I got a gracious, lot of useless information for you. We have a bunch. Well, here we go with it. We have a bunch of books. Like we said, we're going to start with The Flash. If you want to read the reviews for most of these, not the last one. Well, that's in the ether. But we go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and you can read the written reviews, not only just by me and Eric, by a bunch of the Get Fresh group, boop, 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 but we're going to start off with what, Eric? The Flash, number 770, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Jack Herbert, Brandon Peterson, Kevin McGuire, Michael Atea, and Steve Wands. Wally West is still quantum leaping through time, but instead of just being plunged into a random event that doesn't seem to matter, this chapter we take the time to set up the story of Jay Garrick and Happy Terrell, the Ray, being sent to the Philippines to find the Spear of Destiny before Hitler and the Nazi Party get their hands on it. And if that isn't exciting enough, we have Hitler acquire the Spear, get Speed Force powers, and it's up to Wally West in the body of Jay Garrick to not only save the day, but to save time as well. Yes, and the world. Perfect. And everything. That was good. Should I... Should I reveal a little something, Eric? Should I reveal a little behind the curtain? It, it depends on what you're going to reveal here. <laughs> well, we're not on the video camera. A little, heads a little, up little would be more good. here. Well, it would be heads up, I'm telling you, Eric, with you and Bob. With, with that sleazy shit. Um, I just want to let you know that the ding sound now has really become where I can then find the timestamp for the books. That's the only reason that I hit it now. So there's the little behind. So when people hear it, they're like, oh, Jim's working ahead. 
right? That's what I'm doing, Eric. But here we go. I just feel that you need something to do while I'm talking. You're kind of hitting the button. And I try, Eric. I mean, you say this like it's a joke. It is a constant battle, Eric, that I'm forging and and going forward with my attention span. And you're making me feel bad. Like I'm not. Oh, my goodness. You are a jerk. You are a jerk. Oh, yes, Eric. Uh, Yeah, the splash deal. Speaking of attention spans, Eric, uh, has one of your favorite characters in it. I don't mean the Ray. I mean Hitler, Eric. You're awful. (laughs) FDR? Uh, Yes, FDR. Uh, Did you like that FDR? He seemed, I don't know, he seemed a little plastic when I saw him. A little him, chunky. Right? Yeah, a little, but I mean, the guy can't really get around much. <laughs> I mean, What's you're, you're you? being really awful here. Um, th- it, this was an issue that a couple of people ended up, Brad W being one of them, that they were thrown off that you start off a little bit before Wally shows up. This is the best part of the I book. Think because I, really I think it's well served, right? The whole thing in the first issue of Jeremy Adams run so far of Wally West just quantum waving through time, we just get thrown into a random speedster caveman and a speed raptor in prehistoric time, and that's it. Like, all right, we did, he exploded, the speed forces saved in prehistoria, and then we just jump ahead to the future. It's like, and now we're just having a random barred out encounter with a giant dominator, and then we just got to, you know, suck the speed force out of the dominator that made him giant and then we move on there has not been any substance to the stories that we've been dealing with so far so when you take the page space and the time to actually set up this whole thing that actually goes in my mind and like does more than anything else like in the idea of an infinite frontier everything matters and you set up the idea of the spear of destiny and why the heroes weren't in world war ii and out of europe and stuff like that because not only is the spear of destiny which is the propaganda way of saying you know this is why but you introduce the character of parsival who was in the 1993 miniseries uh, uh, who was the real reason that the hero stayed up because he could negate all of their powers. You bring that in here. Well, that was an world story. You bring that in here and you're pretty much opening up the whole World War II idea of like, okay, we're, we're dealing with anything and everything you want to. That was a dark-ass miniseries, but we're bringing this in here and showing you why this is going on and having the Spear of Destiny as our MacGuffin slash catalyst of the whole Speed Force thing that Wally needs to fix. I'm like, you are doing a lot of legwork here, and I appreciate everything you're doing, Jeremy Adams, for this issue, and I hope that it continues on with the rest of the storyline. I mean, I, I agree, and I think that with Hitler, World War II, the Spear of Destiny, I do think that you're better served setting this up first then just Wally showing up because we are getting the same thing up until now. Now, of course, when he's a caveman, he can't really ask questions, but he's running around the speed raptor, all that. But even with the Bart, we get into a situation. We have hey, no I'm idea what it is. Shut up, this is something that is aping real you know, history and also stuff like personal, like you said, and the Ray and stuff. And I'd like to see them before while well, even the whole in. thing too because you're also combining the idea of like you know quality comics and stuff like that where you had the freedom fighter characters and the ray was a part of that so you have all these characters already coexisting in this golden age era of comic books and stuff like that before our history it's like all right the ray and like you know and in the golden age series they talk about how jay garrick and the ray went off and did stuff and where like you know parcival was there and stuff like that so it's really that story that you never got to see from that golden age miniseries i think it was only four issues but like you're seeing what happened that and you're adding the idea that Wally West was actually there and punching Hitler, well, actually not punching Hitler, but he was the reason, like, you know, why that was happening, and uh, you could put him in this whole idea of where the story takes place. That's only mentioned in that thing before. Now, with that, I like the little subtle deal with the time travel wonky whatever. They, they end up talking to Jay. Hey, Jay, what did you do? Did you know what to do then? What's going on? You know what? It's weird. I don't remember anything except punching Hitler. It's because he was Wally until then, and then ends up and doing even that, that moment. idea. 
when we have this whole thing, the way it's presented, where Wally West, we're pretty much, you know, when we saw it before, it was the Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap, where we get to see, so like, you know, uh, Scott Bakula there instead of actually saying it. But when it's played opposite this time, where you're, it looks like you're just saying Jay Garrick and you don't have the whole thing of, you know, Barry talking back and it's just, you know, Wally talking to nobody and happy the Ray just being like, who are you talking to? It's, it's this weird, weird, like, dynamic where it's almost this quantum leap style thing where you had, like, you know, we could see Sam Scott back and we could see the hologram of, uh, Al and stuff like that. But just imagine being that other person where this is happening and that's the way we're seeing it now. It's like, okay, this is being crazy. But thankfully, we know what the score is. So we're like, we're not lost, like, happy this entire time. But it's, it's a fun little way to do things differently than we've done previously. Yeah. And, and again, it, it keeps the storyline fresh. It also shows you that this time change and him jumping in the, the body, it worked out because, and it worked out in the way that when, like I said, they talked to Jay and he's like, it's weird. I don't remember a lot of that now. It's because Wally is now that part of it and going with it. And he does. And then, but love the idea of Jay Garrick punching. Yeah. Hitler. And then it's almost like, badass. it's almost like you're going to get some of these things with this infinite frontier. Now we're not going to have a ton of time travel, but if you do, there are Says segments you. of the history that always need to be We started right. this out with Black Adam coming from the 853rd century back to present we're day. We started a this bitch out story with freaking up, time so, travel. But I'm saying that I like this idea, and I, I hope that everybody would go with it. If you're going to change things, you, you can't change. Like, there's big moments. Gold there's, Beatles there's everywhere. There's big <laughs> moments of the deal. I think she's arrested going with it. But with that, I'm not going the with that. Jay Garrick deal of, you know, punching hitler that has to remain like that's a watershed moment of everything so boom and that he kind of snaps back out of it because that's what ends up bringing him but then goes back to wally but one of the only things that i thought would be kind of a neat deal and it's just more of our history real history of it i wish that we had some way to show that when hitler was having that meeting in the bunker where they tried to blow him up where all the conspiracy i wish that that's when he got hit by the speed force almost to show Oh, it really wasn't a bomb in history. It was him getting hit by the speed force. But you're not dealing fully with some things in the time frame and stuff like that. So you, you just go Look, with it when he gets hit don't, by don't it with the your, spear your of fake destiny. History That's of this real thing. history. Like, I, I'm I'm seeing what's actually going on from the DC universe perspective. Like you know, we were told a lot of things were going on, but now I know that he was in the Philippines getting the spear of destiny from two heroes that were now you know prisoners of war. I could just imagine you as a kid, and you're like you're writing a whole essay. On you this. check out this book hey, report. Well, look at this, this, everybody. It was Hitler was in the Philippines getting the spear of destiny. Like, yeah, you fail. You fail. Let's just imagine it's like my entire book report on World War II is based off of James Robinson's <laughs> 1993, the Golden Age miniseries. It would be that, and then somehow in this, all of a sudden, you have a little asterisk. And Teacher, then you don't understand. The greatest hero that we had, Mister America, that was Ultra Humanite's mind That's and his right. body, and nobody knew until nobody it was too late. Knew. Uh, but yeah, you go through this. Oh, and what's that teacher? I'm getting held back another year. <laughs> held back. <laughs> You're getting kicked out. You end up where Wally does eventually jump in. And we see that it's Wally. You said that the Ray. It's it's a cool play where he just thinks. And, and things have gone wrong. Things have gone. And there's a lot of spiritual talk. There's a lot of talk. Do you believe in God? While you're doing a whole deal with an artifact, the spear of destiny. So that does play out well. The idea of what you would believe, maybe all this would change your beliefs as well. And also where the Ray. Oh, it's, that's, it's just such a great way to even book in the series because this is not the series, but this issue and the idea of where you have Jay Garrick and Happy doing their own stuff. And like, you know, Happy is a real matter of fact guy. He's not like an optimist like Jay and doesn't even believe in God, especially for the ideas of like what's happening there. Like, you know, 
captured by the Nazi party and being tortured for weeks on end to the point where Jay's like, you know, trying to stay optimistic and happy this whole like, time. He until he's on the verge the of death. optimistic guy, but yeah, when you're going to die, it's So when you have this whole thing, when you're in the 11th hour of your life during the worst world war of all time, and it was like this, please God, you know, like Jay's a good man. He doesn't deserve to die. And just please, you know, help us out. Show me a sign. And at that point in time, when Wally West, you know, leaps into Jay's body, sending out that, you know, speed force surge, it actually seems to be the cause of the problem which we're trying to stop which is a weird thing to happen but like this whole thing is like okay while he's there jay's body's revitalized because he's there they're able to break free of their restraints and stuff like that and start getting this whole thing it seems like you know happy his entire like concept of faith and everything is going to change because of this whole thing that just jumps in and makes him a more optimistic person just through the ideas of the how good jay garrick is and this weird coincidence of speed force time travel it's a great little way of this change in happy Terrell's character throughout this whole thing for who he'll be going forward and it's funny when he does end up like god you know it's me margaret he yells out uh, but it's more for jay you know what i mean like that that i like too it's not just like oh god you know save us it's hey listen this guy has been going on and on about you that he believed and you know if you are out there this guy deserves it. I mean, he's been your hype man. This is the, you know, the flavor flavor of God. Let's go. And it does work. And like you said, it's a cool idea to think, oh, my God, now he's going to think, oh, you know, I, I actually should believe in some things. Be a little more optimistic as you go forward then and you see hitler as the spear of destiny he's it's got even cool that. to see parcival here for the first yeah. time this idea of this character who is hitler's right hand man a, a guy whose power is to negate everybody else's powers and this is the, pretty much his real weapon in the war to make sure that we keep the heroes of america and the metahumans around the world out of europe during his conquest because he can just make sure that they're there and if you're not super you're nothing because hitler has an army behind him you're not going in there and saving the day single-handedly and like we see from happy and jay here they just get captured and that's it as long as parcel is around it's great it's cool too to see it because he just reminds me of that you know uh ernst tote character from raiders of the lost ark right there because he's just in the like the black fedora and the black trench coat and stuff like that i'm like yeah you just look like an evil nazi from indiana jones and I dig it. Yeah, I do too. I, I really do. Even at points when they're going to find it and stuff like that. Yeah, he looks fully like almost like a combination of actually Indiana Jones as a Nazi in the fedora and stuff. But yeah, you go off and it's a pretty cool deal because you've also set up. There's a lot of neat little things that are set up here to make this story work. The idea that Hitler... And he can explode. You can't shoot him. I mean, that, that oh, would that's be- the thing is once he has this ultimate power, he believes that God has bestowed upon him this ultimate power now that he has the spear of destiny when it is actually the speed force mistake. So the idea of like, all right, we can't shoot Hitler because, you know, Obviously, it might change time. And but also, he'll is, blow up, be, too. Exactly. Yeah. Because of the energy that he's consumed, we don't know until he might explode and take out, you know – at a continent we don't know what's going to happen so we just can't end world war ii here because we might destroy the world and make it work right because you can't screw up time that much like that or the world yeah yeah so basically then the idea is we have to get the spear we got to get the speed force but it's a cool idea using the spear of destiny as a conduit to siphon out the power because of the energy signature that it has to begin with like using this holy relic as a way to siphon out the power that's in there i'm like yeah it's that you know speed force mumbo jumbo whatever but it works with what you're playing with and i actually dig that we took the time to do it because like 
what were we doing with, you know, giant dominators and speed raptors? It didn't really ever feel big or what we're doing. But now it's like, okay, look, yeah, yeah. The thing is with the dominators, like we can go to the Flash Museum. We can make sure that this is going to be in the future and it's going to reduce the speed force because it's something that we had, you know, was it a, a inertia that was using against Barry or like, you know, Bart at one point, like to suck the speed force out of him. These are things that happened in the past. We can make sure that we say this works. Using this whole thing, you know, the, the spear of destiny as a conduit to drain the energy out of Hitler that he doesn't even understand that he thinks to like is a is a miracle, I like, freaking a divine gift bestowed upon him. He has him no by idea God what's going on. He really no, thinks, he's just going with it. Like, yes, I am the, the greatest thing that there's Hitler trying to get the spear of destiny because he thinks that this is the all powerful deal. It's a spear that ended and it up is piercing. All powerful deal where you Christ's can take side. over the, yeah. the minds of people when you have the spear of destiny, and you can become the ultimate ruler with that. And which is a great way to do it here because when Jay and like actually Wally and the body of Jay and Happy, you know, they're changing uniforms and zombie like to the and Nazis like and trying to get in there, that infiltrating, cool. trying to get to the spear of destiny, and Hitler and doing all those things. And when the mind, the idea of the spear of destiny, where it can take over one's mind, mm-hmm. and that happens, so it takes over Happy's mind, it takes over Wally. Wally's mind, but not Jay's. But we have exactly yeah, we have a cool. mind underneath Wally's mind where Jay comes to, and, and we have the, the moment punch. that he remembers of punching <laughs> out Hitler right there because and he, dropping yeah, the spear of destiny. I thought that was great. I, and once that happens, Wally's back in the driver's seat. Yeah, and Wally's back. You end up having the Ray end up saving him. You know, they have their powers again. Then get personal, and also Hitler. I love the idea. It's like, did we end this? Like, but, uh, I don't know. We didn't see the bodies. They even play the wink, wink with the whole oh, yeah, comic book deal. You, the, the whole idea where it's like you know, the innocuous ending, like did we like you know stop Hitler and stuff like that? Who knows? Because but it doesn't matter, and that's the greatest thing about this whole issue because you did enough, and we know what it's going to be for the future. So like you didn't play with time, but like and screw in a screwy way, you played with time in a respectful way that actually just elevated the character and the continuity that we now know that we're dealing with with Jay Garrick and the rest of the Flash fam, like. You did a good thing, Jeremy Adams. And I'm like, I hope the rest of the stories that you're trying to tell have this kind of heart and feeling put behind it. Because the problem with the Bart Allen deal, you go to Bart Allen Future, Dominator, like, we don't even know what's playing on at that that. moment. But we don't know what would screw up later if we end up. But this is World War II, Hitler, all these things that we know. And playing it off of something that we know as a set point in history that we know what happens after is well played out because that's where you realize, like you said. You have done well. You, you ended up respecting the history. Not just, We would have no idea what would happen if Wally as Bart Allen ended up doing something wrong or whatnot because we don't really know the future. They're playing with whatnot. This is better served like that because The best we thing know. we did with that for the wonkiness of time travel and playing with things because we were paired up in that last issue with, with Gold, Gold Beetle, Beetle, another time traveler. So we do She's have this arrested, wonky doctor right? who asks say- kind of – No, you keep saying that, but I don't think that's ever going to be the case in Green Lantern. Mm, I don't know. Maybe is, I got a little word, Eric. I don't know. Maybe you did, but I, I don't think so. Eric. But uh, I know. <laughs> I didn't get – get no word though because i asked about it again eric i asked i don't get answers is that because I think they're I, playing I, the thing is, i think nobody knows what you're talking about because you're the only they person who saw that not. panel like that I, I she had her hands behind her back i don't think she's walking pensively around eric i think it that looks they like Kyle her. might be dead and the green lanterns are screwed I out of time like i think she might be a little her. pensive i think that they ended up arresting her because she ended up changing time and she messed up eric but she did nothing we'll she did nothing we'll but see. anyway I have no idea where I was going with that because you went back I to the know. whole thing. But gold, oh, but playing with Gold Beetle. 
the idea where you can then say like, cause Gold Beetle knows Wally West in the future. Wally West hasn't met Gold Beetle yet. So you have some fun to play with there, but ultimately you yeah, don't but you have don't to really to, do you anything. You don't know how you can screw it up is what I'm saying. If they kill Hitler here, then you're like, oh my God, shit's going to go real wonky now. What's going to happen? The whole future... But in, well, nobody in that, cares about the future past thirty first. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the why it didn't hit. All this it didn't other hit stuff. with us <laughs> because you're just like, what's going to oh, happen? No, I'm going to mess up the Justice League one million. What is Kamandi going to end up wearing? You know, some other pair of Kamandi's before jeans? that, according to Bendis. I, I'm not listening that's to the Bendis. Timeline we're playing with. Get out of here. Everything matters, Eric, which means he doesn't. Is what I say. Got to have OMAC and then the Great Disaster and then we're going to have Commandy. Mm. So the whole thing before we get a thousand years. But again, in the future. how would we know? Like a little thing like Bart ends up hitting a that. Like this, though, you're going big and you're going real big. I mean, Hitler and the Sphere of Destiny. If they don't stop them, you know, then things change anyway. So you're doing the idea of not even just not. Affecting look, you. We are don't affecting. stop them. You are. We're affecting. also killing the Speed Force yeah. that for but some you're reason. Also hurt. affecting you know, the future, but in the way that we know. So that's why I think it's it's well played out. And that's why I think that it, it hits a little better because we know what's supposed to happen and then it seemingly it, it does. So and you end up getting the CJ. You get the Ray. You get a lot of mentions of other things. That's real cool. And Jay's gonna be a big part of that Infinite Frontier book coming up. And hopefully we get a JSA book eventually. So this is a be nice little cool. primer going into that. And then at the end, when you know you end up having Wally and Wally at this point is talking like he and Happy thinks he's Jay, but he's he's hitting the third person deal a lot here. Like take Jay to the hospital, and you just think like Ray's like, well, we just went through a lot of crap here, so I'll, I'll let I him understand. go. But Jay he might is have crazy. a head trauma. He yeah. was on the verge of death. He's a little out of it's his mind so right now. It's so funny when he's doing that. He's just going with it to help his friend there. And yeah, get Jay to the hospital. I will, Jay. Uh, well, even at the end when they have to get out of the plane and stuff like that, and it looks like it explodes out, and then like you know everybody's falling, like you know Wally's falling and stuff like that, and the Ray comes and just you know saves him and pulls him out. At that point in time, when Wally kind of quantum leaps out of there, and Jay's just left in the arms of the Ray, like this, whatever you do, Bob's <laughs> will let me go. What's going on? He's like, I won't, Jay. Have some faith. Ah! And then you end up going and in a cool cliffhanger. I mean, it looks really cool. No, it looks very, cool. I think it's it is. Cool. I think it looks very cartoony. I think it looks really it's cool. It's very cartoony. I'm very worried about this for how much I enjoyed this issue going forward because with our cliffhanger going into the next issue, it looks like Wally is quantum leaped into the reverse flash while he's being inducted into as a member into the Legion of Doom, but very super friends. It is super Legion friends. Maybe it's Omniverse. And like, I don't know how things play out. But the thing out. is, I don't understand why we're going to be doing this with the reverse flash when he has the negative speed force and not the speed force. Yeah, but I think that with that, we're going to just find out that he, I mean, it's quantum leap. I mean, what are you going to say? Elvis had the negative swivel hip force. He just, no, no, he just it, jumped it, in. He's supposed to be checking we, and We have parameters things. where he's jumping into people with the speed force. Yeah, but uh, even th- with that, though, we don't have any idea that it's just the speed force. I don't know what that. But it's the speed force that's is. doing it to him. I know, but even that, the speed force is non-existent and trying to react. And so we'll have to see. We'll see if it's explained. Shouldn't work with the negative. Speed I just force. think he's jumping into speedsters, plain and simple. I don't think that it's all justice. I think all of it is all combined into trying to do something. And I don't want to get cartoony it with like it and just down. be super friends well, out of could nowhere. Could be in the omniverse. That's where the cartoons lie, Eric. That's what they said to me when I asked what the hell's going on. Everything matters, so they're going. I just think it might be a play on the art there, but I thought it looked really cool. I want to see what's going on and what this means and whatnot. But hopefully. You know, we're we're here a couple issues in. You, you gotta end the story at some point. You gotta end up where you know Wally fixes whatever he has to fix or does what he has to do, and then let's get on to a main story. 
going forward. But I, I don't know. I'm actually thinking that it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm having fun with this. Uh, Hitler and stuff like that's a little more, you know, serious fun. But I still had a good time with this. And this book is becoming one of the ones I look forward to each time it comes out because it has been hitting pretty well especially this that's the issue. thing is it, it was getting a little low for me before because like you had the initial concept like okay even the idea like we're doing caveman speedster stuff and there's a speed raptor it felt weird just having the whole idea of cavemen and dinosaurs cohabitating and then this whole idea like we're gonna move forward and it just felt like a, like you know i was enjoying moments of it because you had some fun ideas but it just felt like we're doing the same scavenger hunt-esque kind of idea of this quantum wave scenario we're just going through time doing a simple little thing and moving on this issue though it gave me more. It did more with the story, more with the characters involved, more with the overall continuity that it was dealing with. But I'm afraid that, like, you know, if it's going to fall, like, I don't even, I think it's going to get silly if we go to that Super Friends era kind of feel. But this one, I wasn't looking forward to it because I was getting a little stale. I feel like this issue actually revitalized the concept that we're currently dealing with in the storytelling. I just hope it can remain that way because I don't want to go well, silly with the Super and Friends. It's going to be something we're going to talk about in the next section with Nightwing. I mean, we're, we're three issues in. And I actually, whether it's a scavenger hunt, that's true, but at least we're getting some different scenery, we're getting some different characters. So I wasn't exactly bored or, you know, it was getting the I, the concept was a little stale after two issues, but this did reinvigorate it. But I'm enjoying this more than, say, Nightwing, because Nightwing is just there spinning its wheels. This is spinning its wheels, but at least you get a little different characters. You're seeing some things as you go forward with this. And we'll see. We'll see what it means with Reverse Flash and all that. I do like the art here, though. And enjoy oh, yeah. It's, it's very reminiscent of the things they're doing. I just think it's like, you know, I grew up loving Super Friends. I still love Super Friends. I have the superpowers figures that are based off of like the, that era and stuff like that. It's something that I grew up with that I love. I just don't want to deal with it in my main continuity right Again, now. I think that he runs right out of here. And I think we'll we'll deal with whatever. Because- well, that's the thing is that, that that's actually a brilliant thing to do because with all the characters you have that are presented in this little like you know uh, this little cliffhanger deal where you have Lex Luthor there in his classic you know green pants and orange so uh, I mean uh, purple great, shirt, right? but you have the characters the thirteen members of the Legion of Doom like you know you see everybody who you should see here for the most but part they're like it's a smaller flash. thing but. But you have like Scarecrow, Captain Cold, the Riddler, Black Mana, Solomon Grundy, and Lex Luthor. Reverse Flash was never well, a part of that team. The so the if idea we, of him yeah. running out, it's well, hilarious we that's the, the case idea. because this is the reason why Reverse Flash wasn't there. Like you said, Percival, you have this. I think that we might end up finding out that this is a little more of not just the Speed Force, but the hyper time timeline of it. Like you said, this opens up. This book here that we just read opens up the stuff with all these things that make sense and all and maybe this is that idea of and maybe anomalies. we are jumping through the worlds as well too because like i said before the golden age with the characters like parsifal that like they were mentioned and stuff like that that was an elseworld story i just took it as like you know we're incorporating this into the and main continuity and this is and the, i'm going so with ma- that too i'm saying maybe, maybe. the timelines so maybe it's different worlds it. as well you know what but maybe it's the different worlds and timelines all merging in and you need Wally, who is the best of the speedsters, the speed force in love with him, wants to kiss him and marry him. They end up you? where he is actually not just he's not fixing the speed force. He's fixing the timeline as well as we go, because maybe that's the reason the speed force is damaged to begin with, because it's having because troubles reconciling with the omniverse. Yeah, I think that that might be it. And I think that you're seeing right there. You said right away when you saw it before to me before and now said it again. Reverse Flash isn't on this team. I mean, he never. So that's the difference. That's the timeline hiccup that he now will go fix as we 
think that he is fixing the speed force. The only reason we think he's fixing the speed force is because that's what sh- Barry and Mr. Terrific and Green Arrow said out of nowhere. But maybe it's that he needs all of the power, all of it, Eric, to go and fix the timeline because the speed force would be kind of intertwined with it in some way. You know, it gets wonky with it. Well, even speed the idea force, that but, we have the Owens, the, the Guardians of the Universe, can't see into the dark sectors because of hypertime's all messed yeah, maybe up. maybe this is more and, you important know, You can do stuff with hypertime through the speed force. It's all connected yeah, with yeah, that. that's what I'm where, saying. The hypertime seems even, to be the deal that I'm going. Even when you're going through the speed force before, you would see the hypertime through different you, timelines that, like, you know, previously time existed travel, and right? never do yeah. now. and do Exactly. You're doing different things with the speed force. So the speed force is a great it's while it is mumbo jumbo and never it doesn't have to make sense and it's a, it's a weird trope that I don't enjoy it does encompass all this stuff so when you're redeveloping a, a multiverse slash omniverse where things are changing being reborn and new maybe it has a hiccup maybe it is struggling to you know come to terms with what it is when, including hyper time as a whole yeah and hitler getting the spear of destiny and and you know these things but then it starts getting like what well, he had that well, i'm saying it's getting wonky with the idea of Okay, what happens? But is it the idea that they have to, you know, these deals where Hitler is infected with the speed force and he's going to blow like this is the things they're going. But this all also just feels like, you know, more timeline stuff now and more Elseworld stuff being combined in and things like that. And I, I really that hope that bigger. is the case, but I also hope it's not because if you don't lead with the idea that what we're reading is this important, I'm like, you're doing a disservice to people because I know you hunt, are. And people might drop off with it before ever knowing that they might be telling one of the biggest stories in the DC universe be. without anybody ever knowing. Am I saying that now, Eric? Am I like you in the future state? Uh, yeah, I, I just every other thing I we ever just do. <laughs> feel like, you know, that this is more important than we're seeing in a way. And like you said, that, that is a shame be. that if people would drop off, I think that most people I, I think that this issue kind of show like this is where I get this idea. I guess maybe that you could say, well, they're giving the thing where people will stick on for three. And then they go, oh, all right. And then when it does get to a point, but I, I hope that's the I case. Don't, I know that's my I know. rule. I hope it's everybody else's I don't still. think that it's really – and. All in all, at the end, it's going to be like, okay, the speed forces. But I don't know that. I hope that this spells it out. And I hope that this is, boy, we have to look, including having, you know, Barry going off to look into the whole new omniverse and things like that. It, it really seems like it could be connected with timeline. Imagine and Calvin omniverse. Ellis, the president of Superman, sitting there just staring at his clock. What is that what? flash going to show? We're supposed I, to go check I this actually, shit out. The weirdest thing you say that I really wish he was there with him. I wish that he was there with him and maybe even say, you know, Mr. Terrific, you're always just showing up for this. You take a day off. Calvin's pretty cool too, and go with it. It makes sense with Mr. Terrific, whatever. But yeah. I wish that Calvin, I wish guy. that Calvin was there as well and i wish that he was he was helping out on the you know multiversal omniverse hey we deal. doing this or what but yeah when they come back and get the speed force back or whatnot it's it's something with the omniverse timeline hyper time because again the speed force you do travel through time all the it's all connected time and space yeah, it's all, all connected you got hyper time always swirling like, around of things that could be or never will be exactly. or could, like have been and, and then in the what process. happens when something happens on the outside of that to make everything matter i mean it is going to have some problems it is going to have some overlaps it's going to so i know I, i'm having some problems yeah i know you always do but yeah I, I really like that concept now that doesn't affect my score here this is something yeah. that i'm actually hoping to see and when you said it, i remembered again of the well, Reverse Flash wasn't on that team. Well, that would be the deal where, oh, my God, he runs out because he does say, 
the evil. Uh, he should have said, oh, boy, if he said that, I would have I know, really. I mean, I'm right? waiting every issue for just the there oh, was. boy, something like that. It could have yeah. happened, and it would have been so hilarious. But they're reacting because they see crap going down here, and they don't look very happy. You know, Lex, everybody's All like, in favor going of admitting the reverse flash into the Legion of Doom, say evil. The evil. Evil. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It so good, <laughs> right? <laughs> he blew it. He blew it. <laughs> and then in the, the main deal, would it be great if Wally at some point finds a guy and like, hi, what's your name? Sam Beckett. I can't get any takes him home, Eric. He made it home for you. Uh, I but need it. What would you give this? What did you give this? I ended up giving this issue an 8 out of 10. I had a lot of fun with this. I'm a little wary about what's going to happen next with the Legion of Doom and the cartoony style and stuff like that. And I wish they actually would have you know, done more to talk about the ideas of the World War II with Parcel, the Golden Age, whatever they're referencing, because I don't know if a lot of people will remember that, you know, little miniseries, stuff like that. But it's a cool reference to throw out there and doing it. This is my favorite issue so far of this. I hope it remains. The art's really strong and the character work was really good. It did a lot for the continuity and storyline and it actually, you know, Wally West felt like he was pushed back to like, you know, he wasn't the main character of this book and I don't think he should have been because Jay Garrick was doing a lot of cool stuff. Wally just came in, did what he had to do and got back out and I'm like, it served the story better in my I mind. I liked it and I'm going to go higher than you. I'm going 8.8. I, I really like this and I really, now, again, if we go to the next and it's just goofiness and whatever, I'm going to be very upset. But, you know, even with that thinking, oh, this feels bigger. This feels like something that might be connected to everything, which as we go, we're seeing that more and more. I mean, it is actually surprising sometimes when we read, say, a Wonder Woman that we're not really digging completely, but it's mentioning things. And then you have well, Wonder like that Girl story and about stuff. And yeah. other stuff like that. It's like, you know, that was a cool concept. Like this, it was okay. But like this and Wonder Woman, like, I was getting wary of this concept. This, the way this is told and changed to the, like the formula up of how it's doing. I'm like, you revitalized. You got and me that's back on board. I'm saying, Wonder Woman's not if doing Wonder that. Wonder Woman didn't spend issues of going up and down the life tree, Eric, and maybe jump to the Egyptian pantheon and stuff like that. It would still be the same concept and still the same scavenger hunt, but just the change of scenery and, and the fun things that you can learn while you're on your adventure, Eric. And what I think with, with Parcival and things like that, it's a cool deal. It's almost like they say, you know about the cartoons well there's stuff for the adults right that's like that is there as a way to wink wink to you that this is everything matters yeah it'd be nice to spell it out but there's not enough space to really stop and say all of that but if you are in the know it's awesome i mean that had to have you know floated your boat eric is what they said yeah you really like that it's a darkest story that freaking golden age you're here what did the heroes do after the war but it really feels like one of those dark mid-2000s dc stories where like oh man like what are we and i was telling you that was an early one with that coming out like that like it was one of the first really dark tales of the 90s in my mind and so now you know of it you come on the podcast with the amount of people I see listening to the podcast, at least one person's going to go back and read that, Eric. I mean, but it uh, it ends up, you know, passing it down the line a bit. And I really like that. I like that you told me I didn't get the connection and you inform me now i'll tell you i'm gonna go read that golden age and i'll never get to it eric but i, I no, no, i'm saying like you're not gonna it. get a lot of world war ii stuff out of that like you would in this it's more of like what the heroes do after but the I fact still and think like you know that that's their cool lives deal. falling apart after like you know giving up being a hero and how you what you're supposed to do like coming back from the war and stuff like that and how things have to, like turned upside but down you for them. read that right and yeah. there's percival here it makes sense right and that's what i like i like that you read this and you're like 
there's a layer for people who know it, but it doesn't change the stuff. I still like it more than you, actually. And I don't really, but I like it because at least it's spelled out. He negates the powers. There you go. You're going, yeah. It's really cool. I really, I really like this. I really. The real reason our heroes weren't in Europe during the Second World War, because you always have to have a reason. Because like the idea of like you know there. why yeah. exactly you need to explain why the war is still going on when you have all these super characters running around. You can't keep put them in there, you know, because it doesn't make sense to real world events. Yeah, yeah, and that's a cool deal. Like you know, you'd even have like times with different things. Like oh, they step back because it wasn't their fit. You know, yeah, a lot of things that and will the explain it. Is the spear of destiny, but you also have Parsifal and the other thing to explain as well. Yeah, and then that works. And I, I just, I think that that's really neat the way that they do that and the way that this is tied in here. And you don't need to know that, but it gives you that extra layer if you do, which is cool. And plus, we get some Jay Garrick. And because we're back at this point, Hitler, all that some stuff. Jay Garrick at his prime it feels too. A lot he is like, young and yeah, hard. It feels like the Freedom Fighters so deal and stuff like that. Even like all that stuff going on. You see the Ray, all that cool stuff so i'm going 8-8 i really did enjoy it but we're gonna go which is funny because you don't get a lot of the ray anytime soon like the, even when you have the new ray when he had his own series in the 90s and the 2000s and then and in, like that he was the son of the ray and the thing is that, like that ray you got he was like an absentee father who was a piece of crap throughout the whole thing so it's good to see a good ray yeah, every now and yeah, again a little guy who has some faith good now. happy Terrell. he's got the faith eh? he's like the george michaels and everything's going great with him nowadays right He's dead, Eric, you jerk. <laughs> but I like this a little more. And as you'll see, I'll just spoil it. This is my book of the week. I really had a good time with it. But we're going to go off right now to some more books and some more books from Clay. This is going to be the digital spotlight. Everybody's talking about it. Yes. Eric, you know that that drives me nuts. But that's the deal. And I love Clay. So here we go with Clay, digital spotlight. This program is brought to you by the Hulu original series, MODOK. I can't wait to watch this one. If you guys heard about MODOK? MODOK is this insane and hilarious new Hulu original from Marvel. Pat Oswalt stars as the voice of the supervillain MODOK, the mental organism designed only for killing. That's a mouthful. MODOK has long pursued his dream of one day taking over the world. But after years of setbacks and failures fighting the Earth's mightiest heroes, MODOK has run his evil organization aim into the ground. While also dealing with his crumbling marriage and family life, Modoc is about to confront his greatest challenge yet. Marvel's Modoc, all episodes now streaming only on Hulu. Hello and welcome back to the Weird Science Digital first segment spotlight. I don't know anymore. I've had a long morning. Uh, if you hear any kind of crazy furniture like sounds falling and crashing, that is my dog deciding to be on crack this morning. And so I do apologize. Anyway, this week on the Digital Spotlight, we're going to be talking about Infinite Frontier Secret Files number three, the next Batman Second Son issue number 12, which is the finale, the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number three, and as well as Legends of the Dark Knight issue number eight. That is the uh, second issue of the new arc uh, from where we started uh, let's go ahead and start off just right off the bat. I don't have any news as far as digital first go. I know that, uh, here, re- uh, pretty soon we're going to be getting solicits. So I will double check that, uh, for next week's show. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure it'll be next week's show. Um, for if we get any solicitations for digital first books, 
Anyway, let's go ahead and jump right into the first book with Secret Files number three. This book is about Jade and Obsidian, the children of Alan Scott. And of course, uh, Director Bones is the one that is listening to these cassette tapes, learning about these characters. I'm really confused as of where exactly in our timeline, because this is technically our... uh, our own canon of Infinite Frontier, uh, where we are currently. But after the whole nonsense of what Bendis was doing with that event that is forgettable, I can't even forget, I can't even remember the name of it, but uh, it had to deal with all the organizations and Director Bones uh, had something to do with it. I just can't remember. Anyway, he seems to be in some position of power here, and he is listening to what I would see as classified secret files. So him listening to this, I'm not entirely sure if they're going on in the exact same time, because if they were, then why should there be a cassette tape? Because we're no longer in the 70s, just saying. But also, uh, if they're at the same time, then like the events of Infinite Frontier are, are it just doesn't make any sense uh, now that I'm really starting to think about this. But hopefully things will start to make sense with the actual book, Infinite Frontier issue number one, which should be coming up pretty soon. Uh, but like I said, this is about Jade, more so about Jade than it is Obsidian. We do get both of them here. But Jade is just really having a problem with her powers, not necessarily because they don't work, but because she feels so different coming back from the dead. Um, here, she, she does mention that like her flame is it feels different. It, it's not the same as it was before. And I feel like we usually get this kind of thing when people come back from the dead, because, you know, usually they come back from the dead in a very. A dramatic way as far as like like the amount of time that has gone past so of course you're gonna get this like oh i'm i'm in a different time you know the classic captain america thing you know uh frozen in time comes back and then all of a sudden the entire world has changed jade kind of feels like that but with her powers and i understand uh she does a little uh well let me go ahead and go straight to the credits i did forget that um, story written by Dan Waters uh, and Joshua Williamson, written by Dan Waters, art and color by uh, Stephen Brown, uh, Byron, sorry, and lettering by Tom Napolitano. There is a portion here, which I really do appreciate because I really do enjoy the art, uh, where she basically gives a background of who she is. and But she is also just like telling her brother, oh, I've been through this my entire life. Talks about her relationship with Kyle, how she fought the uh, uh, the embodiment of avarice, and like all of this other stuff. And I don't know how I feel because it's been so long since I've read these characters. Like genuinely, I don't remember much about Obsidian, like at all. So seeing him here, knowing that he has like this like connection to like pure darkness in this realm and everything. Yeah, it was cool. And I knew exactly where they were going as soon as they were going to use it as like a form of transportation. Uh, You know, she is in this very depressed state. So for her to go so far into literal blackness 
and like start to feel like this doubt and overwhelmingness and all of this other stuff. And then of course his voice uh, gets her out of it. It's, it's very simplistic to be completely honest. It's, it's a genuine story that is simplistic. Uh, there is a character in here that apparently we should know. I do not recognize him whatsoever. His name is Chroma and he is singing the song of his people or whatever the freak he says, but it is basically like he's there to destroy the world and obsidian basically takes him into his realm, into his darkness and says, Hey, why don't you sing your song here? By the way, how long does your song take? And the guy's like, Oh, well I'm, don't necessarily do it in the like same time as here on earth. It's, it's not a matter of years or months and blah, blah, blah. But if I had to guess, it could be anywhere from five minutes from now or 15 million years. And they're like, okay, cool. See you later. And they leave. And then obsidian talks to his sister and he says, Hey, I understand what you're going through, but like, just take a listen to this real quick. And he opens his cape. They hear the singing. She's like, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. And he says, hey, I don't know if he's going to be done singing in about five seconds or like he said, in 15 million years. But if he does come back, we will just deal with it. For now, everything's safe. And this is what makes it very slim, simplistic is like. Basically, the lesson for Jade to learn is like, hey, you know, everything feels different, but technically everything's okay. So as long as everything's okay right now, I'm okay. And it's just like, mm, very Saturday morning special. And I feel like they could have done a little bit more with it, especially if it was a character that we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, this is not the same that we got for Roy. Is not the same that we got for Kelvin Ellis. So I just felt like this was a little bit of a waste. And I am a little disappointed by it. Um, but like I said, I enjoy the art. I enjoy the concept of what Obsidian was trying to do. It's just the overall message that they were trying to push into this book. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like I said, Saturday morning special. Uh, so for secret files, number three, <clears throat> excuse me, I am giving them a seven, five. Now talk about a disappointment. The next Batman second son issue number 12 was possibly the biggest disappointment here tonight, uh, today, um, whenever you were listening to this podcast, actually, uh, of course, written by John Ridley, penciled by, uh, travel foreman, inker. Norm uh, Ratman and colorist Rex uh, Locust letterer Darren Bennett. So here we get basically where we had left off, but we are in the hospital. Uh, Luke Fox is with his family. He's learning about like how Jace, Tim, whatever you want to call him uh, was stabbed. And the entire family is just like, Hey, we just need to be together right now. You, your brother is you're hurt. And Luke is like, yeah, my brother's an idiot. Like he probably was. And he's throwing all of these stereotypes at Jace for, you know, possible reasons why he got stabbed. And they're like, okay, we don't need none of that. So you just take your bad vibes and leave. And 
sorry, it's not even the hospital. I'm just now noticing it is their house because it looks like Jace is not in a hospital bed. He's just like sitting in an office at Wayne Enterprises and he is talking to, oh shoot, what, uh, uh, Vol. He's talking to Vol and asking about all these different things about what they've been looking into. And Vol's like, oh, by the way, there seems to be a hidden room within Wayne Enterprises. And Vol, and Jace is like, okay, well, can you look into it? He's like, yeah, just take, gives, it's going to take me a second. And we see, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I almost forgot his name. Freaking Lucius talking to Saint about uh, the uh, the whole thing about masks being uh, illegal or getting close to being illegal. And he wants it to be, uh, he says here, A-Day was just the beginning. God knows where it will end. What I do know next time can't be like last time. So this is, of course, alluding to uh, the peacekeepers. And I, I just don't know, because this book literally ends with like everybody. Uh, we see we see uh, Luke looking at his Batwing costume. We see his younger sister like training. We see his mother. Uh, sorry, not his mother. We see the detective. Like at the shooting range, we see Jace coming into this random room that's all beat up, uh, this hidden room inside uh, Wayne Industries, and he finds the bat suit and it says the beginning. They just jump so far ahead to just be like, boom, you get the bat suit. And there's no context. There's nothing here that gets me like pumped to be like, yeah, like he's going to be Batman. Like, it, I don't feel anything with Jace at all. And as far as I know, and I, I know that uh, Walt Gator 93 on Twitter told me, Tony said that he saw that there was going to be a another miniseries for Second Son. I haven't seen anything. If there is anything, please let me know. Uh, correct me on this. Uh, because they are telling this story in a very weird progression. And I know that we're supposed to basically be like, okay, this is the beginning and he's going to turn into Batman, but we've already got the story of when he is Batman and it's so far off into the future and like how there's like this neon Gotham and it's like so dramatically changed. Nothing is making sense as far as timeline. And I don't know if that is the fault of DC or if it's the fault of Ridley. I'm just not having fun with the story. So unless, like I said before, you know, with everything changing to go on the same day as print, I may not be reading this anymore. Like the continuation of the story. If it is a digital first, of course, we will dive into it. So here, the art was okay, but again... Very simple, very, very simple, very flat. There was no story whatsoever. It was basically like, hey, this is how we're going to connect it to what we eventually already know is going to happen. Uh, So for a finale, it didn't really hit me at all. So I'm going to have to give this a, a flat six. 
Uh, only just like I I I want to say five. My gut tells me five, but I know people are going to complain if I give it any lower than that. So I'll I'll go five five. That's what I'll do. I'll I'll meet in between and I'll say five five. Uh, hopefully Ridley can prove me wrong, but I'm not even sure if Ridley is going to be really pushing anything for DC because he's already working on stuff with Marvel right now. And I understand, like, I think people were talking in the uh, Slack chat. Oh, well, I don't know. Hold on. Maybe it was the Slack chat. I can't remember if it was just uh, the Weird Science Slack chat or if it's another conversation I was having with somebody else. But Tom King and Bendis, I'm pretty sure, are the only people that are exclusive to DC right now. I'm pretty sure. So everybody else is on the free market to write whatever. And that might be the best way to go because right now DC is not doing much for any of its characters. So that's my rant. Welcome to my TED Talk. The end. Let's go ahead and move on to... Not another great story, but it is something to get my mind off of what is currently happening at DC Comics. And that is uh, the Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number three. This book, of course, is written by uh, Shelley Fish, uh, Art Randy Elliott, colorist Silvana Byers, uh, letterer uh, Seda Timofante, and cover artist uh, Elliott and burrs so here this story is with the joker but it's not with the joker a uh, very uh what would you call it um misleading very misleading cover uh because the very first page they capture the joker and the one thing that i do not like about the formatting of these digital comics doesn't happen all the time there's some books that work very well and know what they're doing for these digital comics but the first page, the first two pages, excuse me, are the example of what not to do if you're publishing into a digital format. So we see the page. We see the Scooby gang getting chased or chasing clowns. We see Batman tying up Joker. We see Robin at the very bottom doing something. Uh, and we see Velma just like basically talking her head off like, oh, man, I can't believe that we uh, were going to go to this abandoned amusement park and find joker and then you go to the next page and it's the exact same page but as if the camera panned down the bubble for velma is completely gone and now there's a new bubble at the very bottom corner talking as if it was from robin and i'm just like why couldn't this all just be in one page why why? You had to show me every little thing that everybody else was doing, which is not important to the story whatsoever. The dialogue is what's important. You see that Joker is being caught. That's important. Showing everything else is irrelevant. And it just bothers me because I think that like something is wrong with my comicsology when it just – like if I had to read this way for every single page, I would just get super annoyed because they're only half pages. Like if you're on your phone or your tablet and you're looking at it straight up and down, then you'll have black bars on the top and bottom of your screen. But if you flip it to its side, you'll have a full screen of the image, but they don't, they just don't take advantage of the upright 
full screen. They only take advantage of the sideways full screen, and it does get annoying at times. So this goes on to a story about how the Scooby gang has earned their way into the Batcave. In order to do so, though, they will not all fit in the Batmobile, so they all have to be blindfolded, and Robin is going to drive the mystery machine to show them the inside of the Batcave. They don't want to show them that, like where the Batcave is, of course, at Wayne Manor, but they do get to go inside. And so, you know, they're, you know, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Look at all these computers and oh my gosh, there's a gym. And, you know, everybody's getting excited. Batman and, uh, sorry, Scooby and Shaggy uh, get trapped in a booby trap. Uh, there's a booby joke in there. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby are scared by every single trophy that Batman and Robin have in there, including the giant penny. And seamlessly, like a ghost just appears out of nowhere. And this ghost scares Shaggy and Scooby, of course, scares all the bats that are in the cave. The bats go crazy. This causes everybody to freak out. The ghost goes missing. And Fred has the classic, like, oh, good on you, Fred. You're the smartest person in the room. He says, the ghost is gone, too. It vanished like a ghost. And even freaking Scooby's looking at him like, are you an idiot? Like, like, duh. Like, that's what ghosts do. They vanish. But this comes to the realization of both Robin and Batman that if the Scooby gang did not bring in the ghost, Batman and Robin didn't bring in the ghost, then somebody must know the hideout or the location of the Batcave. And that is how that ends. Um, the reason why I read the story or this title in general, yes, it is a digital first, and I will always read DC digital first. But also, I was a big fan of Scooby-Doo as a kid. Um, I have those voices stuck in my head, and I can read this and imagine all of them talking that way. I've said this before, and although I don't like the idea of people, when people say, oh, this is a book that I can just turn my brain off and read. Like, people don't understand when you say that, you're saying, hey, the only way I can read this is if I'm partly dead. And that's not true in this case. It's just it has I have fond memories with these characters. And so that's why I read it. So our last book of the digital spotlight here is Legends of the Dark Knight. Number eight. Of course, this book is written. Uh, it's haunted part two story by Stephanie Phillips, art by Max Dunbar, uh, colors by Tamara Bond villain letters by uh, ALW's Troy Pateri. Now, it does look like this is already the finale of this story. It's a two-parter. Um, it did not explain anything with this whole digital Gotham of 1910 uh, that Batman was in. Uh, seamlessly, like, all of the evidence is all around still for no reason. I don't know. It's just very like you could, you could pull it up to like just being like all of this information is archived on the internet. And so Batman accumulated it and then displayed it into a digital format, uh, a 3d format, should I say? Uh, and so he was digitally able to put himself into this 1910 Gotham and figure out who the ghost is. The ghost ended up being uh, Cobblepot's maid. And the uh, 
connection is that this maid also, uh, well, he, he saw the ghost in the room when he was looking for clues and then he chased it and it almost looked like the, this ghost or who we found out is the maid was like actually seeing him, but that made like zero sense whatsoever. So it is what it is, I guess. But it leads him to uh, the courthouse. It says uh, Veritas to Justice Henry Wayne. And he says uh, he cross-references Cobblepot and Wayne. And there is one uh, one match saying on January 9th, 1910, Justice Henry Wayne dismissed an assault charge brought against Charles Cobblepot. And we found out that Angelina Tatum was the maid that Cobblepot abused. And so we find out later that uh, this maid basically took justice on anybody and everybody who uh, assaulted the help, basically, back then. Uh, But we do get a really cool fighting scene uh, in Wayne Manor between Cobblepot and Batman. um, Cobblepot's like, how much does Bruce Wayne... Uh, pay you to to protect him and Batman's like nobody can earn me and like all this other stuff the art is really good I will say I love Dunbar's art I don't know what it is it gives off Capullo vibes but not necessarily Capullo vibes and I just really really love it so that is like for that I will always give a high score for uh, the story within itself is very good. I do enjoy that. It's just the small little uh, nitpicks in the very beginning with the 3D digital world uh, going in there digitally and all that that they don't really explain. Uh, but it's Batman stuff. You just like ah, Batman. You know, I hate that excuse, but it is an excuse in comic in the comic book world. Uh, but we find out that Bruce basically gave this information uh, about the case back in 1910 Uh, to the city. uh, He is setting up another charity and doing all this stuff. And he and Alfred uh, go take flowers to Angelina Tatum's grave. And Alfred's like, is this like really appropriate? Like she's a murderer. Why would we come over here and uh, commemorate her? And Bruce says something that a lot of people may be like a, like they'll be ready to argue against it. But I will say this. He says that, uh, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, I don't condone, I don't condone murder, uh, but I also can't judge a vigilante for doing what she needed to protect her and others. Uh, my great, great uncle didn't listen to her. Gotham didn't see her. We all have to do better. Bruce Wayne will donate money, but Batman will be watching. And I am okay with this because let's say like we we all know that ghosts in the DC universe exist. If she were to decide, because we do see her ghost at the gravesite at the very end. If she decides, hey, I'm going to go kill some people for doing the exact same thing. Batman will not hesitate to stop her, right? We know this, but we also know that due to the circumstances, some may see this as like 
the same kind of vengeance that Batman had is doing just in a very lethal way. And he's dealt with people like that before. He's stopped them before, but he's never like applauded them. And he's always like constructed them to do better or to just like, hey, you're going to Arkham and you're just going to be my enemy from here on out. So I actually really enjoyed this ending. Uh, I enjoyed the story, even if it's just a two parter. These are the kind of stories that I really uh, expect in the Legends of the Dark Knight. I don't expect them to be giant arcs like what they started with so i really did dig this uh here i will give this one uh i will give this an eight five i could go higher but like i said just with the nitpicks in the very beginning um if they could have just maybe stayed in that 3d digital world like for this whole issue trying to find out the mystery i think would have been worth it to to get it a higher like a nine or nine five honestly just because of how well this is written and I will say, Stephanie Phillips, as a writer, I've seen her on a lot more things, even in main continuity books. She is getting up there as a writer that I'm starting to notice. So I really do appreciate that. I hope she gets on more main continuity type stuff, uh, but we shall see with that. But I don't want to take up any more time. Uh, for Eric and Jim. So I will go ahead and in the spotlight, that is our last book. Of course, you can always find me at fanboy clay on Twitter, go to the bio. There's a link tree there with all of the links to all of the shows that I am in, um, including the weird science, Marvel podcast, Ranger Alliance, uh, DC Alliance, and of course, Batman news weekly. See you guys next week. Yes, it's time for my review, Eric, here with a book that I was so excited. I ended up giving a 10 out of 10 that first issue. You ended up saying that was nonsense. But yeah, I agree. after that, I went down a little. You ended up, you were kind of the same. But with this issue, it is Nightwing number 80. I'm still waiting. Now, when I ended up loving that first issue, I just loved the idea. Okay, Tom Taylor. I love Tom Taylor. I love Nightwing. Oh, my God. He's back. We're having some fun. We end up having a little feels, whatnot. And we haven't gotten much since then in my mind. Yeah, we get a lot of characters thrown out there. There's some things going on even in this issue that you were impressed with, with the idea of the timeline. 
you know, showing that everything did matter in Bloodhaven with Not only that, but all the like characters that. involved, the stuff we're doing, it all feels top notch. I, I don't feel anything because it, it, to me, I think Dick Grayson is on Zoloft or something because he is walking through this book without a care in the world about anything going on except what he's talking about at that moment. There are kids still in that tent city who end up with their fathers being hearts ripped out. And he's like, yeah, he said he wanted to be there. Yeah, I'll just let him go. This kid's eight. And and even with that, we're we're concerned about the dog. Oh, you got to take the dog for a walk. That is just there. Oh man, he's so cool with that dog. I'm not getting shit from this book. And I love Nightwing and I love Tom Taylor. But what I'm getting in this book is a bunch of random scenes stitched together to make me go, "Oh my god, that's such a cool moment." But I don't get a story overall. People seem to love it. I don't. I don't love it at all. And it actually gets me upset every time I read it thinking you could be doing so much more with this, and yet your concern with making little emoji-type manga references in here as well and, and just wacky stuff, but it is Nightwing number 80, and it is, again, written by our man Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo, colors by Adriana Lucas, and letters by Wes Abbott. It is uh, Tom Taylor continues his run on the Nightwing, and while I'm a Nightwing and Tom Taylor fan, this book isn't hitting with me, and I thought it would. I like the individual scenes enough and the characters in them, but when it's all over, it seems to be missing something, and that something might be Heart, Eric. And while that may be a pun for the villain Heartless, it's not. And in the end, I still like this book. I like it. I'm, I'm arguing with you. I do like it. I just don't love it. I don't and know it's why not, you're arguing with me, because I'm not arguing with you. Well, no, I'm just saying the idea that I'm getting upset about this because I want to love this book. I gave the first issue a 10. Each issue has just been the same thing for me of the, you know, hey, look, we're going to get these feels for you. We're going to throw these things out there while we just meander with a story that in it, like I said, it seems like Nightwing sleepwalking through everything that's going on. Well, he kind of is because he has this whole new situation that he has not been prepared for and still doesn't know how to act to it. Even when we have, you know, him and Robin going around or Tim Drake, Robin, I don't want to confuse anybody, but going around and talking about the idea of having this much money and what is one supposed to do with it. This is what we're doing with Nightwing right now because he has to figure out who he is with this amount of money going forward. And he's like, you know, he's thrown off by it. And I still say the guy grew up a billionaire, whether it was his money or not. He grew up a billionaire and having this money should not affect Nightwing, that should be Dick Grayson shit. And you can go back and forth with that, but he's there. There is a villain going around ripping hearts out. He's he's on the case a bit, but he's on the case more because it seems that he has to clear his name a bit and go out. But even well, he was when just he alerted goes, about it, this issue. But even when he goes to, you know, this kid's dad, I didn't think that it was in front of the kid. It seems like the kid kind of oh, knows yeah, what there. went on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this kid has seen his dad's heart being ripped out of his body. And not once does Dick Grayson go over to him or Tim and get down and say, hey, are you, you know, he, he say it in a mention. Oh, he says he's fine. We're going to leave him there. Nothing feels right overall. Nothing is the focus of what I love about Dick Grayson is that beyond the superheroing and zip lining through Bloodhaven and all that shit. He is one of the best guys. He's the nicest guy. Everybody goes to him when something goes wrong because they know he'll always help. He'll always, you know, really be so I that take this, guy. We do have that here because he is you know, that guy to the point where he brings in Tim Drake, a younger character, to go in disguise to mingle with these ki- these homeless kids who have had these bad things. So he doesn't scare them. So he doesn't put them off. So he, they can just you know, mingle not, in there and get the information and put their, keep their mind at ease. But that's what I'm saying. That's the deal. 
at this point, I don't think Dick Grayson should be 100% get the information. At this point, he should be saying, we have to help these kids and get them safe right now, and then we'll find out what's going on. He even says, what? That kid's dad that I saw, his heart was ripped out? I'm going to go to the crime scene first, and then I'll go over to the tent city to get information, to get clues. Not once of, oh, my God, I got to go find this kid. I got to make sure that he's not going to jump off a bridge. What's going on? He well, says, there's been a I, bunch of kids here who've had this happen to that's him. That's what I'm they saying. Safer together. No, but that doesn't mean that'd be like you telling me that if 80 kids in Quakertown that are eight years old get killed, they're better off hanging out in Memorial Park together because they feel safer. This is what I'm talking about. This is surface level bullshit. The idea that Dick Grayson would be like, eh, I'll go check the crime scene because I, I'm up for murder. I better go check that out first. Then I'll go check on these kids later. And it's just so that you can get and everything to me feels so superficial and, and transparent of the idea of getting Tim Drake in. I'm going to go check the crime. I'm going to get him to go over with the dog. And then you have to have that, you know, oh, well, she needs a walk, too. It's just everything that I usually love about Tom Taylor. It's here, but it's in a way that it, that irritates me. And it seems like he's more worried about that. He's more worried about making this a Tom Taylor book than actually thinking it through and saying what Dick Grayson would really do, which is to go right away and make sure with all his money that these kids have somewhere else to be and not in a tent city after he finds out that the one kid's dad's heart was ripped out in front of his face. I, it just It just doesn't feel right to me because it's more concerned of – Hey, where'd you sleep last night? Oh, I slept on the couch because of the barbers. And I just, that's fine. Which is the weirdest part about this whole thing because I'm totally going to be sh- shipping Barbara and Dick this entire time. That, that's I, who I, that's I like. what I always want. And the whole thing is, even when we come off of Death Metal, something I brought up before, where we had that, you know, tie in issue to Death Metal, where the day before the big battle, the final battle in Death Metal, Barbara and Dick got like a weird, you know, bat ceremony wedding to say like we're gonna do this before we die because we could happen tomorrow and stuff like that and we just want each other to know how we truly feel about each other so when you have it here it's like we're not gonna bring up the fact that this happened nobody wants to bring up the fact that happened so when you have barbara here which i love her as a side character in this book and the brains behind the operation the idea that the police are trying to like you know pin this on dick grayson because he had gotten like you know booked a hotel for this homeless man and his son the night before he died or the night that he died and it's like okay i gotta call up barbara because she's my alibi and it comes to like even when tim comes in they want to talk about and she's still on the channel this is the bath family stuff that i do enjoy seeing in this book but i want to know more because dick right here in this book the way i feel that it should be he's like well i don't think we should talk about me and her relationship because you her and i haven't had the uh, the chance to discuss this yet we're kind of putting it off but when you jump over to the teen titans book he has a full-blown relationship with you know starfire and she's upset that he has to go back to bloodhaven and barbara's going to be there i'm like so are they not communicating the writers involved in DC of what they're doing with Everything Nightwing right now? Matters, or is he making the dick name matter in this oh, universe it's, it because he's big. playing them both? He's a player. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I it's funny. Like you have it here and you're talking about it, but I was more upset with the Teen Titans Academy. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But <laughs> well, there's here. a lot of people that really do when ship Dick Titans Grayson Tower, and Starfire. Right? Like, oh, I know. They people love, love that connection. They want to see that go further. I'm like, we haven't had that in 30 years, but people still want to see it. I personally don't. 
I like what we're doing here. And even the, like, will they, won't they drama thing. I'm all about that too. But when we have two different, like, you know, ideas of who Dick Grayson is in two different books, I'm like, I don't know what you're playing at, Dick Grayson, but I don't think this is the hero thing that you're doing right now. Well, see, there you go. Maybe we're going to find out that he's not so great. I mean, he's still, it's just a weird concept. And I got money now. I could have two side chicks. Yeah, really. I mean, he does. And even that, like, it's weird. Like, you're playing this, like, hey, you used to be a cop. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was a lawyer, too. Like, it's nice enough, whatever. But you're not dealing with all of the stuff, like the money and things. Like, I don't know. Things just seem to kind of happen in one scene. Then we go to the next. We have to be reminded of the money for him to talk to Tim. Hey, you got a lot of money. Yeah, I know. But it's more than that. What are you going to do? But even, even then. Even bringing up the, mo- the idea that a kid picked his pocket the night before and stole funny, his wallet. That's a and, he, and Tim deal. shows up with a, like, from Batman, a wallet with a chain on it because this is so kids can't steal your money. And you can all, as an added bonus, you confront a soft metal band in the early 2000s. I'm like, that, that's a funny little jab Again, right there, especially though, for a family aspect they have that together, is which funny, I like. But to me, that that would be in the Bendis book, and we it would drive us nuts. And that's very Bendis-esque. And even that, that is like the Tom Taylor trope of the Bendis dialogue. Like, we always get those moments. And maybe I'm just getting sick of those when I actually want more concrete story going on maybe maybe it's just one of those i think that, you just you know, want him to bring you know those kids off the streets i don't know what no, he's I, want play him, I want him to save the kid well where he's got a billion dollars he uh-huh. could put him wherever the fuck he wants i mean he could end up having them in a hotel right now like he was going to do for that dad and the kid he would be able to do all of that whatever I, I think he there's would. a lot of weird things about you know getting a hotel room for a child i, I don't think there is You say that, but you're letting them live outside and they could be now rounded up by anybody. They could be hurt. They end up, if he wasn't there, burned to death. Uh, You even have blockbusters. Like he happens to be there at that moment. But what happened five hours earlier? It's just the idea that they're kids. If this would have been just a tent city with a bunch of, you know, hobos and whatever, then I could say at least, well, okay, there's something, but they're just little kids. And it just feels weird now for him to go back and forth into this and say, hey, like even Selena, she gets there. Hey, we're going. She found somebody somewhere right away. She takes them all in. But these kids aren't just street kids. These kids are freshly street kids because their dads, moms, they're they're dead. They ended up and most of them probably watching it while it happened, like our guy that he goes for. Um, But even then, remember the whole big moment. Keep my wallet. Don't worry about it. But then when did cancel the cards like we thought he would. So he really didn't do anything to help them there either. He just didn't force the issue. Uh, But no, it just it feels weird. But yeah, that's the problem, though. He only had thirty dollars. But even the panel before said he had no money when that guy came to beg. So there was a bit of a piece of shit move. But yeah, there wasn't that much cash. But still, you end up having all this. And I just I want to get on with this. And by the end. The heartless shows up and you realize, well, we didn't really do much. And even like you said, you like the moment. Tim says, man, you got all that money. What are you going to do? Well, I think I'm going to do something good. Hey, you know what? Sounds like that's a good idea. You don't get anything else. It's just a reiteration of what we got two issues in a row now for a third. 
I like having Tim here. I like it. It's great because oh, I'm saying, having up- Tim show up because this is Nightwing trying to, you know, speak to the kids. Like, I need you to go and do this because you're younger. You're their age. You can go in there and find out what's going on. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to scare them like I did the night before. This is a thing. Having Barbara there, the back and forth banter between the idea that you have this family dynamic where you have this kind of slang, this family talk that they can have this interconnection kind of thing going on while you have, you know, um, Blockbuster and his gang taking over the city with, you know, uh, Tony Zuko's daughter being involved in that. And you have this new character, Heartless, who's going around. Are they involved? I don't know, but you have Blockbuster's men, Brutal, and uh, the Electrocutioner show up here talking about, look, you street kids. I know you've been pickpocketing, but everybody who does any kind of crime in this city, they got to pay up the Blockbuster. I don't care if you're a street kid or not. So you have that going on while you have the Heartless thing. The Heartless thing th- feels like the weirdest part because I care about what's going on in Bloodhaven. Even the idea, of the cops showing up at Dick Grayson's house and pretty much trying to bully him into a confession because this is the type of police officers that you have in Bloodham. You can't count on them to show up for these things because they won't. They even talked about that in the, was it two issues ago or last issue? The idea of like, don't call the cops because they're not going to show first. up. Yeah, the cops so don't show up. When you have them come in here and you pretty much have to have Barbara and Dick say, look, we're not your usual Bloodhaven schmucks. I got a law degree. I was a cop. You're not going to fucking play your nonsense games here. Get out of here. I would have so liked them that to do a little more of the nonsense the cops games. Work. I would have liked the nonsense games because them going just there and Barbara and Dick, like, hey, I was a lawyer. Ooh, okay, I won't mess. Like, that's too little a thing for you're going with this idea. Man, they don't do anything by the, but they, they're bad. They're bad. And then they show up. Oh, yeah, I think I, and even Dick goes, oh, yeah, I have a law degree too. Like, okay, bookworms, you're going downtown. I, I just wish that it would have been a little, I would have really have liked the idea that Dick Grayson right here, right now gets arrested. And then Barbara has to call in Tim and they try to work that through because then you would see that these asshole cops do end up, even a Dick Grayson, who we know is one of the better guys and was a cop, all that, that they're not going to care. They're going to do this and then maybe even find out that Blockbuster's behind. Like all that would tie in. But them just coming, saying all this stuff, throwing the evidence and then pictures down. I, I got a law degree okay sorry about that we're gonna leave it just seemed like it wasn't the play that they were setting up before of them being the idea like these cops did not seem bad they came and wanted to know what's going on they only have evidence pointing to dick and then a law degree and they leave and and that's just like i said at the end i just sit there and say like going back and forth to the tent city and things like what is really going on you're you're meandering here with this at least the heartless story which I just really want to know by really the end of this heartless story why this heartless character would set the children's tent village on fire. That seemed like a weird twist out of knowing, like, he's going around killing people and stealing hearts. No I, don't heart. know, I don't know why he's doing that. No, we don't. He, just, he was a shadow last day. This time we get to see his face and he burns down the, like, the tent village of these kids. I'm like, why would he do I, again? I say why I don't know enough about Harlow yeah, to say don't. whether we he don't would do know things anything or not. about him. I mean, we don't. He had a but mechanical have, thing that shot out the heart. Yeah, I'm saying it was a weird kind of like alien device to go up against your chest and just extracts your heart right there. It was weird. It was cool though. I want to know more about this character. Even when you see him here, where it looks like where his heart would be in his chest, there's like a shiny, like, you know, glowing thing coming out of him. Like, all right, you look something supernatural, even though you had a weird technology bit base before, it seemed like. 
I want to know more about you, but face looks I like, like the uh, first victim a little. That mask, yeah, a little bit. You know that likes you like that, right? But I'm telling you, I want to. I'm enjoying the way we're getting things out of this because it's like little mentions here is setting up Bloodhaven. At least it is for me and how things work. What Dick knows, how long Dick's been here, what he's gone through as Nightwing here. What are just in general what our world looks like, plus bringing in other bad characters and having that bad family that we haven't had in other books for so long now. I like what we're doing here, but like you, at the end of this issue, while I was enjoying all the little moments that were given to me, like, oh, we're, like, we're going here, we're going here, we have this character brought in to go do this. I like everything that Tom Taylor's doing. I like the, the, the dialogue that he's given these characters. But when I got done the issue, like you said in your intro to your blurb, I didn't have any like feelings afterwards, like, like excitement, like joy, heart, like the, the love that I should be feeling on these characters. I felt kind of st- like bland, like blah. It didn't, like, you know, connect with me like I thought it should for how much I enjoyed the individual moments that were given. Like it did feel heartless at the end of the day and it felt weird. Yeah. I, I and again, I hate crapping on the book and getting upset because I love Tom Taylor and I love Nightwing. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's the idea. Of going forward and like some of the things in this you get a There's cool moment disconnection uh, yeah you get cool moments it's just the cool moments a lot of them are mentions and little side things i mean i even like some people are thrown off but i like when you end up having the the escrima sticks being put together so we can throw tim oh throw them to tim so he can have his bow so he has oh, his that is so cool. and that to me like that's and that's not through dialogue or anything he's just doing that and in my Tim's mind, not the best fighter without that staff. Thing. This in my mind, there's where you're showing a great Dick. Dick Grayson is the best teammate ever. He is like uh, Wayne Gretzky assisting everybody, and that is what he can. He likes to assist more than scoring the goals himself. And I like that he is doing that because he is a better fighter. Like you said, he's a better fighter. You know, just a fight. And just so he really, gives, just felt with everything that we're deal. dealing with here, with the characters involved, especially with Barbara feeling, you know, the, as the more oracle as character Barbara anymore. In this. I think that we she's have awesome. this dimensions of how people react together. Even the PD, uh, this really does feel like a late '90s Nightwing, and I'm really it liking does. the way it we're just, going I here. Just the, the thing, though, is like, I guess what what the thing is, and maybe a lot of these people didn't read the. A lot of people bailed on the Rick Grayson, right? And and I'm talking. I'm not even going to go for. What about the judge? I mean, th- this book, Nightwing, has been a wreck. The, the biggest disservice to Tom Taylor and every fan is that this didn't start at a new number one to just completely wipe that shit out. I mean, it really should have been. But the idea of coming back to this and getting a feel like I've already went through nothingness for two and a half years. I need to go forward. And yeah, it's cool to have the everything matters and mentions of the past to get us on footing of what he's done or whatnot. I need to go forward and I need to see not what is the same still, but what is different and why I need to be invested in this book going forward. It's almost like what we said a lot of times in books, like we ended up having the green arrow book was one of the ones we'd say all the time you get a lot of victory laps you'd have the idea where things would pop up and all of a sudden oh remember this and we have big spread this feels like a giant victory lap which i loved for the first issue because that was that reset the reset of okay we're done with the rick race and stuff let's go forward and while we are going heartless and things it just seems and to still Buster. be stuck in a way but even that I like and I, I agree with you. It's great to cut, but we're not really getting concrete info that we need. Instead, we're just mentioning him. And it's the blockbuster from before. Everything seems like instead of, okay, Rick Grayson's done, let's go. No, let's remind everybody that this book was great in the 90s. Like, it just is weird to me 
why I, I don't know why I don't love it. I, I don't know what the deal is that it's not hitting, but I still am giving it a seven five. I think the art's great. I think oh, that's, that's, that's really cool. I like the way everybody looks in this. You're getting a lot of things to set up stuff, you know, with Zuko Blockbuster. But other than that, that I'm, seems to be the main thing in the background that'll eventually go. As, cause this is only the third issue of the Nightwing series, and Heartless was just you know brought out in the last issue. So having him, you know, you know, right here, Nightwing's already on his trail after one issue. I'm like, I think we're moving along in a really good pace while setting up the idea of Nightwing and like the idea of having this money while you know making Bloodhaven feel like you know what Bloodhaven should be feel like in this Infinite Frontier universe. Yeah, I just I don't think that it just the whole thing with the heartless. I don't know. Maybe it just it's not hitting with me. Well, that's the problem with me where I'm enjoying the beats and the moments that we had here. But when I put the issue down, I'm like, I like what you did here, Tom Taylor. But I don't have any emotional connection to what you just did for whatever reason. Like, I didn't feel like I should have felt in my mind after getting done this issue. I'm like, there's something that feels a little off about this book. And I don't know what it is. Like you and I were talking about before we got on. I don't know what the word is. I don't know what it actually is going on. I just don't feel like I should for a book that I thought I enjoyed as much as I did with the moments that they're like giving me in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a weird deal. What would you give it? I'm with you. I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10 because I love the art and I like the moments involved, but I didn't have the connection that I wanted to have by the end of this. And hopefully by the time I read the next issue, I will know what that something is that is disconnecting me from this book that I feel that I should love more than I do. And I'm just happy that we're doing something with Tim Drake because with all the books that have yeah. come out and we're doing something like, where is Tim Drake and all this? Even Stephanie Brown, she's like, yeah, we don't have a book, but she, we know that she's a Batgirl. She's doing stuff with Barbara and freaking Cassie and stuff like that. But like Tim Drake was the odd man out of everything we've been doing. I'm like, I'm just so happy he showed up here. Yeah, it is, uh, it's cool seeing him. I just, again, it just seems like it's there because it's cool seeing them. Sure and is. Just and you know what Tom Taylor like, says in this? Actually, not even Tom Taylor. You know what Nightwing says in this? Tim Drake is the best Robin. That, that's just, that, that's fans. That's the stuff that drives. That is definitely, to me. You're right, Nightwing. He is the best Nightwing Robin. Nightwing is now virtue signaling. No, I don't give a shit about none of that. I will tell you this, though. Tim Drake is the best Robin ever. <laughs> He's, he may be. He's not my favorite, though. Uh, and he's I my think favorite again, that's, and the best. Again, that's there to like, oh man, look at look at Dick. He's so nice. It's just, but uh, not as cool as look, Tim Drake. Who is he talking to? <laughs> anyway, and he's me. talking to himself and you. That's what I'm saying. I just love this inner dialogue. Some people say that he's the. I think he's the. But like, who are you talking last time to? I was in Blackhaven. I just brought it up to Dick out of nowhere. So I think he's just quoting me. Last time we were hanging out. That is true. That is true. You did just bring up Dick. When you were there, no, I brought Tim to Dick. Yeah, at least that we, <laughs> at least that we're on the same page. Just kind of a different route to it. Uh, so we'll go off now, though, to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Yes, it's Mail with Jim and Eric here. And if you want to be part of the show, like J-Man is about to be, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and you'll be the star of the show. 
maybe second billing to one Eric Shea. And J-Man is the first and only male this week. And he says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Is it me or is a wife's or girlfriend's favorite statement you're always dot 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 question mark eric is that is that what like is i yours? listen to my girlfriend really i mean that's with you mine is just like you know get the hell out of here is that a phrase it might be <laughs> I think who are you like stuff like that but here's what he says the last few days all i've heard from my wife is quote you're always on the phone should i do an impersonation of j-man's wife do you think it would offend sure him? Yeah, yeah. You're always on your computer. She, she's a smoker. Wow. Possibly. <laughs> you're always reading the comic books, which is better. Uh, but she's yelling at him, saying you're always doing something, right? But isn't that life, Eric? I think aren't it we is. All here. To See, I'm do actually always trying things. not to do something. That is true. Why aren't you always? Why are you always just sitting on the couch? Would be yeah. This is all coming from someone who starts their mornings playing Sudoku like tablet games. Is that like that sex that Sting does? The Sudoku. No, that's okay. tantric. Ah, uh, yes. Watches every movie and show whilst playing Sudoku like tablet games. Is that that Small sex that Trudy does? Eric, Trudy. Trudy. Trudy, that's Sting's wife, Eric, please. And plays Sudoku like tablet games before. Like, I don't know what Trudy's bedtime. doing. <laughs> that's Natalie. Bedtime every day. So she plays a lot of them tablet games. She does. Eric, this pet peeve of mine ranks right up there with a wife or girlfriend never answering a straightforward question. That is something that my kids are good at. You're like, did you do this? Did I do that? Like, stop trying to figure out a lie. Just, you know, spit it out there. I asked, what's the weather like today? I get a response of, I think I should work out this morning. (laughs) These are Eric responses. I think you're married to Eric. You really should find a tree service person to bring back our big sycamore tree that hangs over our roof. Eric, do you like walking by the sycamore tree? Uh, Will you dream a little dream of me, Eric? What trees are what, except for pine? I know a pine tree, but beyond that, I'm like... That's a tree. How about over an there. evergreen? Would you yeah, like that? Yeah, sure. I just it's got wanted some to green, sing. It's tall, some I wanted to sing to you, Eric. Is what I wanted to do. Who sings I was that? Doing the little dream, a little dream of me. I actually like the mamas and the papas version more. Mama Casper of that song the most. I didn't sing it, so I will, Eric. Dream a little dream. <laughs> I have decided. Oh, since I am two weeks behind on my books, now I'm, I'm trying to serenade you. Into coming over here and, and you know maybe giving me a Cleveland steamer or I don't something. I want your but wife and kids yelling I, at me like they're yelling at you. Seriously, they yell at you without you being here. I ended up talking to Luke about this on on the manga show, where again last week I get the you're always laughing with the Eric Shays. I said, yeah, well, he, he's kind of funny. You aren't looking. so there <laughs> looking. <laughs> Since I am two weeks behind on my DC Comics reading, I would like to discuss the universe that I have left in the dust, but might consider coming back to Eric. The Valiant Universe. Yeah, I've the, never been a part of that universe. The Valiant Universe, Eric. <laughs> Did either of you read Shadow Man number one? <laughs> by, by Cullen Bunn. I don't know why that really tickled my fancy of that. I read now. Cullen Bunn's Pumpkinhead. I don't remember you who did. put that out, but I yeah. did not read Shadow Man. No, Shadow Man, we didn't. I heard some people talking about it down at the Rex Center. Shadow Man and Pumpkinhead. Good. Uh, both, are. Really? Aren't they the same? I read Pumpkinhead. Pumpkin he doesn't look better. like a pumpkin. He's hanging in the shadows, he says. No, he's right uh, in the forest. I have really this. disliked everything from Valiant in the last three or four years until I picked up Shadow Man number one. 
the art and writing and one and done story with the promise of bigger mystical conspiracy has him intrigued eric uh will you go and read the shadow man it's more of i would say a uh like a horror tinge to it right shadow man's do you say shadow man three times and then bees come out of his chest and get you does it eric I don't you make know. me so angry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That that is the you know the wholesome man. I have decided to trim my DC Comics pull again. He's tr- Green Lantern and the Flash are, are the keep. He's gonna for me. Are What's wrong keep. with Suicide Squad, J Man? Well, we'll see. Eric. Nightwing is a keep. I kind of hope Tom Taylor will find a way to write in his his Renegades team from his short lived Suicide oh, the Squad. Revolutionaries. Run. The Revolutionaries. It is that would feel very odd to me it of would. them swooping in. Like first hey, off, what's going I, on, everybody? It's the revolutionaries in Bloodhaven. Hey, I'm the Airy. Oh, hey, thanks a lot. Aerie. Maybe we'll finally figure out what Thylacine is up to. That is true. And, and, you know, all of those, half the characters we didn't learn about. That That is where... I want to know why Deadly Six isn't the Deadly Seven. Like, what's up with that power? Well, who knows? Eric, Chaos Kitty is all I say. We Chaos didn't get Kitty. shit. We did, I call her Kitty because we are in a personal deal here, but... Yeah, the idea of it, that's, you say that this is my biggest fear for the Nightwing book. It is that we're going to get into this and people are going to bail because there's nothing going on. Uh, But everything else from DC is potential. Oh, he says, uh, but both teams have a cast of cast. I'm so off here, Eric. I'm trying to read it out of my actual email deal. Reading hard. Big (laughs) mistake. I can't read it. I end up all over the Suicide Squad is a keep because Calabra is so damn funny. It's sure ironic is. that my two favorite teams from the big two right now are the Suicide Squad and the Hellions from Marvel. I don't know about you, Eric, but that last issue of the Hellions was a little down, in my opinion. But that's I me. agree. That is me. Oh, that's sinister. Always making those clone farms. Why doesn't he learn, Eric? Why? See, I'm not that close to him. I still call him Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Do you like that he has duped Arcade? into making a murder world clone farm. Is Honestly, that I'm happy when anybody about? dupes Arcade. Yeah, that's true. This Arcade seemed like he was more badass, but then that was a dupe. I've farm. never cared about Arcade. I, who has? <laughs> but both teams have a cast That is what talked to me about Mojo World. I'm like, eh, I don't give a shit. Oh, I, I, I hate Mojo World even more. That's more X Factor stuff. Right? With the Savage Land. I'm like, uh, you yeah. fuck yourself. I don't yeah, care. That's all over the place. Both teams have a cast of characters that don't mesh well, are kind of morally ambiguous, and are kind of fuck ups as a group. Catwoman and Wonder Girl haven't read this first issue, but I really like the feel and the banner of the two future state issues are keepers. If I you agree. go and listen to the, I don't know about the deal, the Wonder, Girl stuff. Uh, the Wonder Girl, though, me and you both like more for what it seemed to be big stuff than just exactly Yara. I'm not getting any real feels for Yara at this moment. I like the character design, but we really don't know much or have had much with her in the three issues that we've had so far. And I, I'm worried about that, too, because that's a Joel Jones thing. I don't think that she really is a long term storyteller. She's more of an artist, but. Everything else from DC is potentially on the chopping block from my pull list. He, he seems to have a lot of books there. <laughs> and then the rest are on the chopping block. So he must be liking something. He's so doing guys, $25 do or die pull list right pull. now. It, it might be in there because he said he's Green Lantern Flash. He also is keeping Suicide Squad and Nightwing. And then also what he's over 25. And he's Catwoman. Catwoman and Wonder Girl. He's got too many on there, Eric. So he has, is liking some things. Now with that, there are the things that we worry about. And the worst part of this is I'm not going to blame Philip Kennedy Johnson 
for the super books because a lot of people you're comfortable keeping them off your list after the shit that Bendis gave you, right? But having people with pull lists without a Batman or a Superman, it, it feels weird, but also not a Justice League now with Bendis on that. And it's like Bendis, even when he's off of a book, he's tainted it you so tainted much. This. Taint, Eric. He, I, I think he has. And so people are waiting like, okay, tell me. I think that people may jump on. It'll be one of those things that I well, say. Especially with all those things with Philip Kennedy Johnson coming in and saying like he's working off everything that Bendis did to lead into yeah. this whole thing. So it's like, all right, we're going to continue on with a new writer with stuff I didn't really care for originally. Hopefully yeah, it's yeah. better. But right now it's not that great. I'm and actually I, just waiting for yeah. the Superman. I mean, uh, that's the, what I think people. People are going to be waiting for the, the John Tom Ken Taylor. Superman book. Yeah, that's what I think that might get people more with that. People do. It's That'll funny be my Superman book as far as I'm concerned right be now. For me, too, again, to kind of take it back to the idea. I love Tom Taylor. It's just, I don't know, maybe the Nightwing book after waiting all that time, I just want more from it. And that's what's, you know, messing me up with that. But I still love Tom Taylor. I think he's one of the one of the best writers out there he's and one gem. of my top five. He's one of my top five writers. And so that is the deal. But with that, he wants us to figure out what not to drop. He says Wonder Woman started off interesting enough. Wonder Woman right now, I think, is is one of those. If you don't have it on your pull list already, there's no reason to get it now. But it could end up being something bigger down the line and tie in a bit with Wonder Girl and stuff like that. So that might be something to look into later. Right. Kind of. Uh, yeah. But he says it's dragging. I'm apprehensive about putting that I'm on my list you, right now. The it's minute like, that I, she gets back, and that would avert the, you know, then like I'm There might in, be some right? big stuff going on with the Sphere of the Gods, which I do want to know more about. But right now, we're just kind of meandering around too much. It's weird because we are meandering around. And again, and it it's only three issues in, but like I know, this but hasn't it, grasped me, even though I, I like the idea of you know, putting her in a situation you don't normally see Wonder Woman in, a fish-out-of-water scenario. It's yeah, cool. That's cool. But, Different pantheons. Cool. Exactly. Right? And I'm like, I just... I'm not the biggest Wonder Woman fan to begin with, and you need to really grab a hold of me for me to be in, like, you know, put this on my pull list. You know what's weird is the idea when we're talking about this, and, and what I said about Nightwing, you kind of just said about Wonder Woman. I need things to get going, but you always have to pull yourself back because it's only been three issues, but it, it always feel, it feels longer. It, and it, it's one of those things where we didn't used to like beginning of rebirth and things like that. We would have never have said, I think that people are really, I mean, we're used to like a Bendis really well, drawing even right now. We're st- I think we're everything's trying. drawn out. Well, not only that, we're still trying to recover from having, you know, twice, like twice monthly books oh, back to like monthly to that and we're getting back. So maybe things will feel like they pick maybe. back up to what we've been used to for years now. And weird, we're just like though. dealing with the monthly grind. But I know it's the monthly grind, but even that, you have three issues of Wonder Woman, and it feels like it just started. It doesn't feel like when we say, hey, give something three issues, we may have to to change that because we're not getting a lot in three issues in a lot of these books. And it's, it's kind of a weird deal. But I do like, like I feel like I've like, gotten a lot out of Wonder Woman to the point where I'm just done so. with Valhalla. I'm telling you, we're just in Valhalla. She one issue, she I'm just Odin. ran I'm up a fairy the tree. Man now. She, she ran up the tree and then ran you down. You do some Valkyrie stuff? Then cool, the next Wonder issue, Woman. she's explaining, oh, uh, you thought you swallowed an egg, but you did. But I was in it. Oh, man, dead man. You got the key. All right. And you go up. Like, it seems like everything is drawn out. And I, I just don't get it. But. Says at the same time, I kind of want to find out where Wonder Woman ends up when she breaks out of the Valhalla prison. Well, she's going to end up in Olympus probably next. It's going to be this deal going on. Especially with what's going on with the Wonder Girl book right now and seems to be the beginning of a War of the Gods situation, which I can't wait to see. It's hot water, Eric. I heard that. And I have a feeling the creators don't even know where they want Diana to go next. I think they do. I think that they – 
it's a weird book. I mean, really, because what are you going to do? Are you just going to go out rough shot and say, hey, she's back in the universe. And now you have this. There's a bigger story at play, hopefully. But I think there well, is. I'm just saying, and you're even stuck when you there. Go, it feels like Aquaman. Even when you look back at what off. we had in Future State, you kept Wonder Woman out of all of that yeah. stuff until the far flung end of time future. So, like, you really wanted to say that Wonder Woman's not going to be around for a while yeah, from the way yeah. you presented but this you Future State. But you want to have a Wonder Woman book. book. Series. They should, they should just make it a newbie book, make it a, you know, Wonder Women, make it a Themyscira. I, I don't know. It, well, even if you bring back the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman book, book and have Hippolyta as the Wonder yeah. Woman in man's world something as she like is that. now in Justice League, do something outside of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Put a pin in Diana because the idea of her being ascended, she could be the key and the catalyst to come back for the next big and crisis really. or crossover event that you're going to deal with for like, you know, I'm going to say summer yeah. event, but we're yeah, pretty much yeah. headed towards but summer. But maybe this she comes like back and tells us about what's going on. And cosmically and start things off And with that if you're gonna Do the lay of the land that They have now I I'm gonna tell you right now I think that you could easily Do the story that you're already doing as a Backup to that Hippolyta Wonder Woman book and you're not gonna miss out on Anything of that and you could just keep doing That and then that feels bigger We don't have hey look at the cartoony Jordi Belair story of Young Wonder Woman looking for books You know it, it would actually Make that whole book feel Way more important. Uh, Justice League is a pass, even though I enjoyed Ram V's JLD run before his team became the second fiddle to Naomi and the neuter Justice League. I will keep one Batman title. Which, see, he's still adding books. <laughs> he does have, <laughs> I think he doesn't realize how many books he does. You don't have understand, to Jim. People. He used to get everything. Just whittle down, man. Well, he, he used to. Uh, which series would you keep if you had to drop all... Of the other Batman titles I'm enjoying WB's oh, uh, He's just asking Yeah, it, I I say Batman only because We're even going to have an event coming up And it's going to run through that book And everything always is going to run through that book I want to see uh, Bruce Wayne and the Burbs Yeah, yeah you, you want to see that uh, It's okay uh, I was actually thinking later. Ted uh, Woman came back to life in the sewers. I need to know what's going on. That detective. is true. A lot of zombie stuff going on. We got I got a weird that crazy ma- like we got a weird gas mask, freaking you know, weird looking scarecrow. I don't yeah. really need a miracle Molly and stuff like that. And the insanity collecting. It is like, a little too. You're doing weird you know, stuff too scattered. Right now. It is. I I agree. I do agree. It is more of like it is a grounded, more grounded book, the detective. But I don't know. It seems like the big things, you know, the miracle Molly's. Plus, they I got the weird true. thing in the with the backups too in the detective book. Like we're dealing with Huntress right now, and I'm like you're opening up Gotham with all these yeah, other characters that I do like want to see. Yeah, that's true. I am enjoying WB's new Superman Lois series because I like the Superman with a family aspect. I'll keep one Superman title. See, <laughs> he's that, <adequate. laughs> uh, and I understand it's Superman a roller coaster ride of emotions. This email, yes, yeah, it's going to be all around John Kent by Tom Taylor. While action will be PKJ's lead into the War War World story from Future State. I hate saying uh, War World. Yeah, I do too. And and of those, if I had to pick, I would definitely go with the Tom Taylor one uh, because I'm just not enjoying that much of the. Philip Kennedy Johnson. I'm just afraid we're um, going to get to War World and where you want to know what's going on. We're going to do like we did in Future State and we're going to talk around Superman and now. not really deal with that. I'm like, I don't need any more of that than what we yeah, already this, got. He's going to break them out of the chains, Eric. Is what he's going to break them chains. Right? He's going to break them chains. Uh, do you know if Grant Morrison's Superman and the Authority series is ongoing and if it relates? I think it's only a three-issue deal. Yeah, I don't believe it's like ongoing at all. Deals and it, I'm not sure it what relates, it is. If it relates to everything that Superman is going I on I believe right it's now. supposed to be. It's supposed to, but it's Grant Morrison. We talked about this before. Oh, yeah. All bets yeah. are off. I mean, all bets are off with that. But again, 
what are you what are you more afraid of? A Grant Morrison Spiders. that makes everything happen when you have a, a continuity that's kind of contained, or him in an everything matters landscape. I mean, he and the thing he, is that's one of the same for Grant Morrison matters to him. But the thing is, now it's almost like you've even opened up took him off the more leash. Pandora boxes. Like he had one box before, now he has seventeen. Is there any other DC series? There is that... four issues of Superman and okay, Authority starting July just 20th. A couple issues. I knew it was a weird deal, and it's a prestige format, so it's going to be, I think, a little more pricey. I don't want to deal with the authority, pricey. though. I'm, just, I, I'm telling you, I have enough Wildstorm stuff that's not really letting me know about the Wildstorm stuff in the Grifter uh, Batman Over Legend story right now to go in this whole other direction with the Wildstorm, but adding Superman in there and Grant Morrison. I'm like, prestige format on top of it. I'm like... I don't know if this book's going to be for me or not. But it was mentioned in the future states. Sure was. It was. Uh, but yeah, is there any other DC series? It's funny. I'm looking at that cover good. right, the cover of that first one right now, where it's like Superman Authority, and like while you have the classic like Kingdom Come looking Superman symbol on there, all I can see with the short sleeves that he has in this cover here, it really looks like the the original, the Truth Superman from the DC Wire era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, With a little silver uh, fox going on, it seems like for some reason. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'm just I looking. Mind Maybe the look. lighting's weird. A little sexy. Uh, but do you have any other DC series that are consistently good from issue to issue that I've been missing out? The problem is a lot of these have just started. So it's exactly. Like right now, I'm still looking forward to Robin, but we've had Robin one issue is of one Robin. is one of my deals. Robin would be on my $25 door die pull list, but it's just got one issue. Yeah. So it's not that I could say. Like even the Green Lantern, I'm looking all forward to the guy. I, I, I can't say the Green Lantern. Just Green Lantern. It's two issues, and I'm all yeah, on board. But, but he like, has it on. He has yeah. it on his list. He has every. I mean, really, what he doesn't have on his Harley list Quinn. is basically <laughs> Harley Teen Titans Academy yeah. and a couple mini series, Man Bat, and you know the whole crime syndicate. And I, I wouldn't say to put those on a pull list. Yeah, I think, I think you're think solid. He <laughs> I think he is solid. The only thing there's only one thing that I would say to keep an eye on. And look out for is the Infinite Frontier book because that's supposed to be something with well, don't ever stop looking out for Don't that. take your eye I off mean, that. Really, you never take isn't that the prize? Don't take your eye off the prize there, the herpes. Uh but yeah, the Infinite Frontier Apparently book Jim won the prize. will be coming. I've won it many a time. It's funny how many times you can win that era. No, no, you don't ever stop on. winning. Oh, that is true. That is true. It, it, every ceremony I like to just call a flare up, Eric, is what I do. Uh, but you end up with this where. Um, no, what's your. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I was uh, fucking around. What, what series should we look out for? What's that? What the, series book, Infinite, the Infinite Frontier book. Okay. That's sorry, coming yeah. up. Now, also with that, maybe the. I, I don't know that they're not going to catch you up a bit with the secret files stuff or whatever but even right now get that secret files deal and then get the infinite frontier book seems to be the big important one where a little eric shea would say the justice league was that but this is the blueprint of some things going forward and also i know that jay garrick's involved with a lot of cool things so a lot I of cool things keep, and a lot of cool people yeah i would keep an eye on that it is joshua williamson who you know we get a little wary of but still it, it's the big thing so i would keep an eye on that going forward as well and i think the next that issue comes out next couple of weeks or so the the first issue of that or the end of june i think it's somewhere in june but it's in the man, summertime it's coming up i mean that's the next couple of weeks right uh, but, frontier yeah i think it's like june one. like the middle of june or the end of june the number one issue that comes out what is it erica am i right you're like, it's September of 2052 is what Whatever it is. I'm looking, I can't find it right well, now. <laughs> maybe I'll find out by the time we come back for the next segment because he says that's it for now. 
Keep up all the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. So thank you, J-Man. And, yeah, we'll be going off now. I'll look that up, and then we'll be back with our final book, which is Catwoman. Oh, June 22nd. June 22nd. See, I thought it was sometime in June. I, I knew I had seen the something. The last podcast at the end of May. No, I thought it was, but it was that it was at the end of June. So we're going to have that there. And it is going to be important, so check it out. I would check that out. Right, Eric? Are you going to check that out? You're you damn right I would check it out. You're uh, going to have right, Roy Harper and Arsenal and President yeah, Superman and Brigham exactly. Alan Scott See, and Jade you go. and Obsidian. Sounds cool, right? What's going on with Darkseid right now? I don't know. Ultimate form. Holy All of the cool moly. stuff. Everything you want to see is going on in Infinite Frontier <laughs> 1 through 6. Oh, my goodness. It's going to, yeah. That, that's weird, though, that it's like a monthly book. I'd like just like a special or something. When yeah, our heroes it, saved it the multiverse from Perpetual and the Dark Knight's death metal, everything was put back where it belonged. No. And we do mean everything. All the damage from all the crises were undone, and heroes long thought gone returned from whatever exile they had been in, most of them at least. That was Scott's Ooh, Green Alfred. Lantern from the Just. <laughs> no, most of them, at least. You're not getting Alfred back. He's done. That's what He's I'm done. saying. He's I'm done saying zone. at least, you know, most of them, you ain't getting Alfred right now. I think that Damien's going to bring him back on the Lazarus Islands here. But we'll see. But keep going. Through. What else does it say? Let, let's go. Oh, on. I'll say, like, you get Green Lantern from the Justice Side yeah. of America has noticed yeah. some of his allies are still missing in action, and he's determined to find them. There are others, though, who would rather remain hidden than explain themselves, like Roy Harper, a.k.a. Arsenal, a man who should be dead but now is not. Plus, what does all of this mean for the DCU's place in the multiverse? On opposite sides of the dimensional divide, both Barry Allen and President Superman ponder this question, not to yes. mention that dark side of it all. We're a team of multiversal heroes called Justice Incarnate. Justice Incarnate. So that's a lot of yes. cool stuff going on right yes, there with President really Superman neat, right? right in the middle of all these characters. Yeah, I'm when that would come out, if we have our $25 do or die pull list before then. Uh, that's I the biggest book going room. on right now yeah. in the summertime. Like, like yep. It's not an event, obviously, it's but this is event, your world-building deal that is going to lay the groundwork for what we're dealing with everywhere else in the DC universe. Yep, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. So that would be – that's like one of those where I want to have that have as a that. gimme where we don't even have to have because everybody well, just felt like you got to have this it's funny because it was going to be on my list already without it even coming out just because it was important and whatnot and the thing i was going to do because i don't know how you much cheat. it is <laughs> well i'm going to cheat where i'm going to say well each month i'm going to be four dollars less so that i add that up and when that comes out I, it's 4.99 uh, i yeah uh, i was going to play some games eric is what i was going to play but yeah, Cheating. when that comes out, I would I would have that on my pull list. So at least the first issue or so. I'm sorry, Robin, on Lazarus Asylum, but I got Infinite Frontier things well, to do. That's what's cool, though. By then, I'll have more of an idea if I want to keep some of these other books as well. Uh, but not because I, I say hate that. Them, the I thing is, you know, them, the worst but... part is I say that goodbye, Robin. But the worst part is like I'm not really there for Damian Wayne right now. I'm there for Connor Hawk, which is a part yeah. of this whole Infinite Frontier people coming back shit that I need to be a part of. The funniest thing, the way I cheat with this is I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, Eric will keep Robin so he can talk to me about that. <laughs> See, I actually I like that. It. That works in my mind. I play that all the time when I'm thinking of it. I'm like, I know he's good. Like, I'll Green Lantern can Batman. jump off because Eric's yeah. not going to go without a Green Lantern. Yeah, really. I'll take the Batman because he's got the detectives. we got to cover it. All in. right. All right. He'll do this. He'll do We're that. We're two poor yeah. kids talking about shit. Exactly. And then somehow can we get change at the end combine them so we can get that urban legends can no, we I'm do that? Soda pop. A combined deal i know i like when you have a soda pop and a whopper at the <laughs> end of it but only on wednesdays there yeah, you, you say that because i can't afford that they, yeah, the prices really. are going sky That's high everywhere true. they are it's ridiculous Eric, the other day just as an aside we ended up where i haven't had a lot of fast food but we went to burger king oh, yeah? it was later it was later and we went 
And I ended up, I think it was after we recorded on Thursday. It Didn't was. Say you told me you were. Yeah. I didn't even tell you what happened. I went there and I get there and I'm like, I thought you okay. just went and got a burger. I don't know. No, I'm like, hey, closed. I like, hey, I'll have the um the bacon king. Is that yeah. that that I'll have the bacon king meal? Da, da, da. We get to the front. And if I get to the front, the guy, Mr. Awesome, it was Eric. Oh, yeah? Uh yeah, he comes it, yeah. Yeah, we already got that together, but I, I gotta tell you, we don't have bacon. Like, what? Then you don't like, have this together so you, then. So you gave me a cheeseburger? I mean, uh, what, what's the deal? I'm waiting. And when he said this, I I'm waiting. I still gave you a king I'm waiting bacon. for the next part of it of, we don't have bacon, so do you want this, this, or this? I'd still be upset, but no. No, it's just like, you just made it. With, and I'm like, really? And That's I something almost, you should consult with me first, Mr. Yeah, awesome. I, I legitimately, Eric, if if this is what, you know, getting your visual in I your head. I got the tire iron out and I got out look, of the car. I climbed through that window. Your shoes are untied. <laughs> I took off. He ended up oh walking. I'm like, God. really? I said, I, I, I don't want that. And he's like, well, I'm going to go get it. Like, he, he was still going with this. I said, I. Well, as long you as know, you didn't pay for I it, I didn't pay. Say, that's not what I want. But you that's don't have the to thing. drive he off. He ended up, no, he was saying that I had to take it. He's like, no, no, no. We already well, made it for you. I, and I don't I took care. Off. I said, fuck <laughs> you. I went. I left. So we're not going back there. Were you anymore. afraid that if you didn't take off, Mr. Awesome was going to force you into a chokehold no, and make I you put your car in the slot? I don't know what he was going to do. I don't know what he was going to do. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at this guy. I, but he walked and he goes, no, no, no. I said, well, I don't want it there. And he said, no, no, no. <laughs> we already made it for you. Uh-uh. No, no, you didn't because you no, don't have I what know. I ordered. And then he walked away to like, go get it or something. I took off. I left. I, I, because I, even then, there was a, I think that maybe what his issue was, there were cars behind me now. And now they can't really make me something. So they were going to try to force us in. If he would have said like, Hey, we'll give it to you free or something. I don't even still. I didn't want that. I wanted the bacon. I'm so mad. I haven't even had that thing yet. And I just wanted to try it. So then, you know, much to my chagrin and Eric, and and I should have known, I went and got a Baconator. For some reason, I needed to have something with bacon (laughs) just to, like, shove it back at the burger thing. It's funny you say that because I don't have that whole bacon obsession that everybody else ever had. But last night, night I was eating loose bacon out of a french fry sleeve <laughs> really? sitting at a freaking bar last night because mm. i was at this brewery where they had like this maple you know bacon, bacon beer kind of thing and it's like the end of the night cause you, they close the down. you know the trolley barn in town it's like a weird yeah. like you know upscale kind of place i'm hanging yeah. out mm. and the girl's just like like my buddy ordered a beer he's like you want the bacon <laughs> with that i'm like bacon. no I, I don't because he ordered the thing that wasn't that bacon but like you gotta have the bacon it's so good they were closing up. I think they were just trying to get rid of the bacon they the had. Bacon. So we had like a weird French fry container full of like this loose bacon. We're on the table just eating strips of bacon. That actually reminds me of the other day I said to Logan to look up like the idea when they came up with, hey, we're going to sell chicken skin. In, in, you oh, know, yeah. To actually, oh, that's that's the worst. Uh, but yeah, so I, I end up, I'm like, I'm going to go get a Baconator just to, to somehow that's giving the middle finger to the non-bacon Burger King. king. You know the the loser paid, and all this was me because it's Wendy's, but well, whatever. I did pay out the ass, and it tasted terrible. It was awful, like it always is. Our I don't Wendy's know why anybody sucks. goes to that Wendy's. Nobody. That, well, there were people in line at the point, but they. That's the thing. They're so bad, nobody goes. But when people go, they they seem shocked. What? Like, oh my god, this, this, this drive it. So Come on, everybody. Where, it's square hamburgers. You I, have I to know up, it's evil right off the bat. So I end up getting it, and I don't know if this makes any sense because it, it really doesn't, but it does, especially with this Wendy's, because I swear to God, somebody check on what meat they have. I sat there on a meeting and I said to Logan, 
this is one of the only places I ever ate that it really does shove right in your face that you're eating a dead animal. Like, I could sit there and eat a Whopper. I'm not thinking of a cow or cattle or anything. But when I'm eating that Wendy's, I'm like, it tastes like you just ended That's up like- you ordered a triple. <laughs> it's been laying there in the desert. And I'm some cowboy going, hey there, partner. <laughs> right? I just it's don't just, know why you're eating dead animals in the desert if you're a cowboy. Well, because you and then need shooting to eat. the dead animal. You need, no, I was shooting in the sky because I oh, got. Oh, okay, the, you're rooting, tooting. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I'm rooting, tooting. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm making the, the chilies. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh my god, watch out!" And the bullets fall and kill everybody, and now I can eat all the food. That's the ploy. While I'm eating hobo chili, Eric is what I'm getting. But now I'm eating this thing, and it's just like every bite. Was worse than the last, and I hated it. But I was eating it. That was the shame set, setting in. And I was sitting there thinking, "Fuck you, Burger King! Look at me! I'm living it up here, sweating, freaking bacon, meat sweats." Shit. It was the worst. It was so so bad. Oh, awful! But there you go. It, it, I I like to going, have these buddy. Months. I like to have these moments though, because then I'm like, this is why I don't eat. Are as they much called fast moments of clarity? They are, because I'm like, it's like, oh my God, I hit rock bottom. Also, it's like, you know, quarter of 12, I'm sitting there eating. And and the regular Baconator, I believe, is just a double. So I'm eating that. Shit's all over me, right? It's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't give me any napkins. And also, I got the meal. So, of course, because on par with most of the times, I got to eat my cold fries, which then I hate. Why are they always ice cold? I hate it so much. You could even wait in line for 15 cars back and they'll always be cold. So thank you because I threw them away then. That is the the diet plan. Cold fries. I'm like, you suck. I was so angry at that. And then I'm just, now I'm more angry at Burger King again. I don't even love their fries either. They put you in this situation. I just ended up getting mad at them. I just, no bacon. You're trying to force this. You just got to be like a cool guy in Quakertown as it is. Like, I'm going to go over to Burger King. I'm going to get a double Whopper with cheese. I'm going to drive over to McDonald's. I'm going to go to large French fry. And now I'm going to go to Wendy's and get a chocolate (laughs) Frosty. We have done that. But with the Frosty, one of the things. Quakertown Rockefellers. I know that that is. (laughs) Logan and Rafe ended up getting that five for five bag. And just realized this time that you can have a Frosty in that. Logan thinks that that's now the Just best deal. My Get mind. that frosty and all that because he saw. I, I guess say the that people, I haven't had frosty in twenty years. I guess years. the people behind us were getting that. He's like, "Oh my god, that's a game changer." Ah, uh, yes, but that's J Man from Half Moon. Thank you, J Man. Thank you, J Man. Thanks everybody for listening. This Fuck is you, Burger King. I'm, I'm serious, Mr. Awesome. He's I like, love them so much. Hey there. Uh, you ordered the double Whopper? Well, sorry, we're out of the meat and the buns. Here you go, and throws like fucking lettuce and tomato at me. I would no, have to be like Rip Torn just throwing the lettuce like it's confetti. Seriously? Or Rip Taylor, I mean, not Rip Torn. Hey, Frisco! He's going around with <laughs> doing the, the buns or teal or whatever. The, what are they called? Those party the favor? Horn. The horn. <laughs> Hello, Frisco. I can see him doing it. Just lettuce everywhere instead of oh confetti. Oh, my God. Just, I, I just, it's every place in this fucking town has gone downhill. Once they end up where the Little Caesars gets closed down, Eric, they're, they're just They like, should have been right. closed years it's ago, even though I love it. the West out here. No, they should have been hiring Somebody that was capable. well. Where they had the Boston market before, we're gonna have two new places showing up there. I don't know what they are. I heard you know ru- you on the street hear, rumors. Uh, well, I, I right? heard that, Chipotle. and I think I also heard a like. A, I think it's. I think it's just me overhearing something that I want to happen. Mm. I really don't think it's gonna happen. But what, you think KFC? The I thing is, so though, much. there was a KFC there at one point. 
and then it left. So I don't know. And we've been missing it ever since. Yeah, yeah. I almost. That was actually before my time. I, I, don't know. I say all this stuff. And I sat there yesterday, uh, Logan, or actually it was Rafe and Ethan ended up going out and getting some food. Didn't get me shit. So then I got mad at them. I'm, I'm always mad. But I'm I like, know. I'm going I'm to show to them. <laughs> I'm going to go out and get something. I'm going to get that Popeye's chicken. And then I'm like, no, eh, I don't think I want to be sick. So I ended up having a bowl of cereal. Ah, yes, but we'll go off now. We'll go off now and talk a little cat one. We're living here in Alleytown And it's hard to keep a cat woman down Hilahomosa was just killing time Kind of a bore, glad it's behind Now we're done fighting the Joker War Mama Fortuna's not in charge anymore And Selena's taking back the nails Training the strays to take down the rest And she's living here in Alleytown And there isn't any Batman around It's just Selena and all the strays Oh, yes, Eric. I didn't warn you again for the cat meows. I was going to warn you before we started. So you, you didn't think your cat got run over out run there. Over. And I, I don't mean the sound effects. I'm talking about my singing, Eric. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I could say it before you make fun of me. And Why would are, I ever do such a thing? I don't know. Really? Who, who would ever thunk it? Uh, we're here to talk this last book. And it's a book that I, I think I've been enjoying more since the beginning of the infinite frontier you've been a little bit but you are enjoying the idea like a lot of these books that it feels more important a lot of these especially books now are, you know stepping up and that's what i was going to say this and again issue, i say that but i have felt that this should feel more important just for the inclusion of poison ivy and the idea that you know we have this drug even the idea of that we had the riddler and the before like two issues ago being hunted down that for whatever you're talking exactly, about exactly that that terrible freaking Molly, meth head the riddler Molly, but like yes. just what we're doing Riddle with catwoman outside of batman and stuff like that I'm like you are doing enough here and i think this issue actually amps it up a notch it does and it makes everything more connected it makes everything feel bigger now it feels big in a way good that for you we dc hope look at you and it, that's what we like and that's where you're I, doing I have it this, dc i do i have this like tug of war going with this where a lot of these books like we said a wonder woman it feels bigger it feels connected but i'm not digging the story as much the nightwing then i lost my mind over eric with the idea that i want a story going forward but it is giving you a sense of a timeline it's giving you a sense of the whole thing with Nightwing and, you know, getting this whole Infinite Frontier going. And then even the things that I think we might be seeing from the flesh. That that stuff's really cool and really awesome and makes it something where me and you, where we end up talking about most of the books, it pays off then because you're talking about things and then you feel smart, Eric, when you can say, well, we saw some of that over there and stuff like that. And I'd like to feel smart and I like to have that connected deal. You're a connected universe guy. Sure and am. 
with this infinite frontier, the big fear I think most people had, when you say everything matters, then you got a scatter F going on. And I wonder what this is. But no, it, it actually seems tighter than it has i go back to syndrome and the the incredible so it's like when if everything's special then nothing is and that's what i take the whole meat thing everything matters everything matters that's a lazy man's way out but i don't mind when you say that when things are connected it's like hey you know if we're gonna go down this roller coaster ride of emotions we're all together at least and that's what it seems and the big thing though is funny with this book is that it does feel big, but it feels big because we're seeing magistrate stuff connected. And we want to get that averted. So what happens when and if it does, but you are seeing some things here. And I said at the beginning of last, my blurb for Catwoman, the last issue, uh, Catwoman 30, that I didn't mind Ram V kind of forcing things forward with it because that was the problem we had last issue of you know when they were going and following the the trucks and things and well, a lot really of things felt like exploring. we just kind of skipped ahead like well i wanted to see the white witch because before we had you know whoever was the big bad behind everything sent this assassin the white witch who was a lot like the like the uh the ghost from uh ant-man and the wasp is a very similar kind of character after the Riddler and Catwoman had to protect her then, but then out of nowhere, we also have, you know, Father Valley going on and we didn't really deal with a lot of that going forward. It's like, okay, the White Witch is gone. Father Valley, he just, you know, doing Father Valley things, but not really getting the job done. It's just like, let's go do some other stuff. And the thing is, remember what you just said about Father Valley, because it's so funny because the only way that I can explain Father Valley and what he's doing is. He's doing Father Valley things. That's all he does. You're going to hear that in my book, Eric. I actually already had that in there because I don't know any other way. Well, there you go. Last issue seemed to leave some things behind and go forward. Now, this issue, you get some of the White Witch again, but you also leave a bunch of things. Like, it's this weird, it's MC Scat Cat, it seems. You are one step forward, two steps back, like that sort of thing. But it still feels big. I'm still enjoying this might do two steps forward, one step back yeah, from what we've been dealing with. It's it's weird though because we are going off to this party. This whole oh, deal it's of party hey, time. It's party time. We're gonna end up, you know, party time excellent. You, you have all the stuff where the setup is Selena going, Oh my god, she's gonna this have to say poison ivy. She's gonna have to how is she gonna do it? It's a soiree. The weird thing is is this ends up becoming an Ocean's Eleven movie, but you just get the end. You don't get the movie. Like the whole it's thing just, is, it really seems like Ram V is like you know everybody just loves those big reveals at the end of these heist movies. So and yeah, let's just I do, do that. love it, yeah, and you do do this, but you didn't have any of the prep. You didn't have any of the middle of the movie. You're just here. Here's the end, and it doesn't play off as cool as you know actually seeing it in a movie because you care about what's going on there. I need to see. The caters given that little move where you touch your nose and point at people. Oh, I know exactly right? what you're that. talking about. Yeah, you need that. Then you also need, you know, I was the watching guy. the show White Collar earlier. They have ice all the time in that show. Mike, and you get to live through that. And you're like, I feel really good now. I didn't have that to this Catwoman. Thankfully, later on, it picked up. And like, I don't care about the heist anymore because you're doing more important and I stuff. I think that that's the thing is by the end, you're almost like Ram V. You son of a bitch, I'm in. It's almost like the whole deal because we <laughs> didn't need that. But when you get it, it throws you off because this is Catwoman number 31. Ram V puts – oh, actually, I'm sorry about that. Ram V writer, I was just going to jump in there. <laughs> Art by – or drawing – drawing Fernando Blanco, Jordi Belair, Ma, Tom Napolitano, 
as well. You do, Ram- you baby. I- I'm trying to actually read the credits out of the book while I also have my notes here as how I ended up trying to do it. It's not working. It's just like me trying to read that mail right from the Reading's email hard. program. Yeah, it is. It's also hard when you can't see and everything's real small. Ramvi puts the pedal to the metal and gets right to the Ocean's Eleven reveal, uh, but doesn't really give us the heist it makes sense since this whole thing was just a vehicle to save ivy and get a simon saint name drop which is the big stuff but it is a bit jarring but it does continue to elevate this book and it makes it seem very important in the grand scheme of things way more than this book ever at least magistrate important yeah well that's still important i mean villa hermosa it doesn't seem so important. They tried to have Penguin show up out of nowhere. And you're like, really? The Penguin? What's he doing here? Yeah, I got uh, a Lazarus pit over yeah, there. What really, the hell are we yeah. doing in that book? You, you mean the changing of clothes pit? Seriously? Oh, my goodness. The I, I dressing up, room pit. I, I ended up, you know, trying to explain to John Wayne. He gets what I'm saying. Well, but explain the blue the powder, too. Where I'm not even, I'm not trying to explain that. There's uh, no way. What do you think? I'm a, a scientist? I ended up where I said, I'm a still. I, I ain't no Nostradamus. I ended up where I'm still not fully allowing myself to jump in with this Wonder Girl book because of that cat, that Catwoman book. Her issues, 18 issues. Still got PTSD we, from we it. did nothing except tell me that Lazarus Pits are probably backstage to share and Lady Gaga. That's how What's they get no the costume change all the time very quickly. Share jumps in, jumps back out there. It also keeps her looking young, right? And then Lady Gaga. Well, if she could turn so- back time, that's what she would do. Damn right. Isn't that what coming back from the dead is, Eric, overall? I think Sometimes so. dead is better. But yeah, you end up the blue powder. I, I, it's just artifacts that you touch. I don't even know. I hope we never go back to Villa Hermosa. So, and this works out well with, with this book because that was the deal. And I, I said to him, listen. You I know says. What the, you know, I says to him, Zygaz, you know what the best part of that Catwoman run was? The, the Ram V issues that he showed up doing heists and things. And those weren't even the best, but they were better. And now we have this. And the best issue in Joelle Jones' run of Catwoman is when she gave the backstory about who Raina Creel is. Yeah, that was really – I think that was like early too. Like that was like issue, issue two or, or three five. or something like that. Around I don't know. there, I gave it a real high score because Maybe now, five. all right, we're going. That no-nose bitch kept hanging around there, right? <laughs> At one point, she, she was on the run. Around. Everybody was going to end up arresting her. Then she was going out. And I think that's when I really started using Front Street because I couldn't even explain the idea that now she's going around in a personalized license plate limo. Look at me. And then everything Creel, I put keep it, it at real. Oh, my God. Keep it at real with Creel. Keep it at real with Creel. That's YouTube my new no-no YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Ah, uh, yes. She's like, hey, nobody knows what I don't knows. Nobody knows, <laughs> including me. Get it? I have none. I'm like the Michael Jack. But that's where that, I, that's, again, that's yes, I was problems. talking to him about this and getting upset about that run. This that's is so upset. much better. And it's and even with this issue, that really does put that deal aside, right? That whole deal. But it seems important. And oh, yeah. Father Valley does Father Valley things and she shit does. gets real and personal Julio. by the end. Yeah, and I don't know. Are we still doing stuff you. with that uh, the detective from Villa Hermosa? I, that's the thing. Remember, she's like almost like told him to beat it. Yeah. So we don't but know. Like, he hasn't been around. Did he actually beat it? That seems like really lackluster and anticlimactic. If he did, hit the bricks. All right. I, I think he Michael Jackson and beat it. I think he's gone. And with that, the funny thing was I was – 
also sang about this run and what it came from was that was like the last little piece that was left from that. And I think that that's pretty much gone now. But he may show up. It should be in my mind. There's no reason for him showing up out of nowhere and Beverly Hills copping Gotham up. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. I think that that was a forced deal to try to make it seem like it have no connections. Leave it behind. No, it didn't. What happens in Villa Hermosa stays in Villa Hermosa. And with Ram V having some of those, you know, deals before and then coming on the book at like 25 and going uh, again. It almost feels like this book should have gotten a new number one at some point. To it's get so rid weird because I, I saw you guys talking about it in the Slack, and I had to actually go and look up when he took over because I'm like, holy shit, Joelle Jones had that many issues that we just dealt with Raina Creel? She had Creel. 18 total with her, and okay. then there were a couple and of Ramsey, okay. and then you had Paula Sevenbergen jump on. Then you also, if you remember, ended up Sean Murphy uh, jumped on with somebody that I can't remember who it was to have a couple. We had those weird – this is a weird run. Because you ended up, when Joelle Jones left, you had a couple different stories going to that 25. Then you end up getting it stopped by the future state and then him come back. And remember at one point, I ended up, I think we did a $25 do or die pull or whatnot. And I put Catwoman on because I was looking forward to Ram V. And you yelled at me. Double A Ron yelled at me. Everybody yelled at me. That's, that's how you I got twenty five dollars. Why are you spending it on garbage? Why? No, it was that I was hoping it was going to be better with Ram V, and I said if it wasn't, I'd drop it. That was oh, where look at we you were, hoping yeah. over there. Look at me. <laughs> you know what? Look at me. Was doing. Look at me. Was desperately trying to fill out that pull list at that time. Where thankfully we don't have that problem right now. We yeah, actually no, are at a point friggin', where you know, we're struggling because book, we books. have too many books. That's all I'm saying. That is a desperate. Here's the thing. We talked about this. book of the and, year. And if you, obviously, <laughs> the people on the Patreon or not on the Patreon wouldn't know. But on the Patreon this past week, we did talk a little bit about the do or die pull list and what books we'd have on our deal. And we kept talking about the idea that we didn't do it for a while because we weren't liking enough books and it was depressing. Then I afterwards, I even messaged you and said, really, if you want to see how much and how desperate and, and depressed a bit we were about the whole state of things. We didn't have a year-end review awards show. We always do that, and we decided to skip it because me and you had the same thing. Like, it was three jokers. I hope everybody galore. likes Jeff Johns and the three jokers. <laughs> the three jokers. And that's not saying it's Jason the best book Fabach. of all time. Yeah, Jason Fabach. It was just the jokers. best yeah. book of all time going on when we were reading comics last year. Yeah, last year we liked that way more. And, you know, people have argued with me about all the other books, but – it just was a down year, and we decided to. We've already went through that depression, so I'm I'm liking what we're, we're getting. Spend an now. hour to tell you about the credits of the three Jokers. <laughs> That's all it was going to be. I even sat there. I'm like, well, Eric's pretty much put the three Jokers as a sweep. Let me see. Well, I I can't argue. I'm like, are we going to do this or what? And we're like, no. Like Brad Anderson, Jason Fabach, and Jeff Johns, and the three Jokers with the characters involved there, what they're doing. Like, yep, I know what my book of the year is, and everybody involved. And everybody involved. So we're here, though, and it's different now. I'm, we're liking a lot more books. And even ones that it's we just read, world. one issue. Like Frontier out Wonder there, Girl, Robin, all of that. Everything we're, we're matters. Digging. And I'm liking this, this Catwoman. I am liking I'm liking this issue more than what I'm, we have I, been dealing I like with. I like last issue as well. I think it's, I gave it, it still an feels eight. scatterbrained to a degree. I feel this is honed in a little bit more. Like, you know, Father Valley doing Father Valley things. I'm not interested because he's just going off and doing stupid shit and not I getting the job done. he disappeared at one point. Like I know. thought he was and out. And then the White Witch disappeared. Back. Thank God she shows yeah. back up here yes, with our big bed and expands everything we're doing in Catwoman right now. Not to mention tying into what we saw in Swamp Thing. Yeah, and – 
there is this big Batman crossover story, you know, coming up by, I think it is in August, I think that James Tynion said. So I, I don't mind the idea that a lot of things seem to have to happen before that. And you end up having Ram V. I said when we came back from Future State and we ended up adding white, white, like some of these things I thought were adding too many things. We have not. He's finished trying to up James tighten this shit up. Yeah, there was too much going on. So if you are going to do that and then kind of, okay, let's take this page space for not showing the whole heist and then going and explaining it. I can go with it. It did throw me off, but you do end up starting with the, how did you do this? And then you just go through. And the problem with it is with that jarring deal, it's not that clever. And and it can't really be because we didn't see anything. So it's just an explanation. All you need to know is Pam got out. They ended up saving Poison Ivy or just Ivy. Well, even the idea of this whole thing, the setup of having Catwoman here was all based on the idea of, you know, Catwoman and shoes and the rest of the streets stealing a Degas painting that this dude has to put the whole place on lockdown. So then she can go and be like, well, everybody's looking this way. She's misdirecting and going and finding Pam. And all that is, I'm going to go into the bathroom, get naked in front of shoes, put on my Catwoman costume, go through a vent. Oh, good. The vent leads to Poison Ivy. Hey, Poison Ivy, crawl through that vent. And here we are. I'm like, that's not a heist. That is you no. crawling through a vent at the end. <laughs> and and just the idea, like, ooh, it's misdirection. I'm like, well, they kind of, you and know. I see Selena's this in other known things. entity also shoes is a little, like, the, the misdirection isn't that much of a misdirection. It's just Even when you have happen. the situations where you try to bring in the, like, the technology of situations to show you how cool the heist is, where she has a bit of citrus oil on her hands. So when the dude, of the, I can't remember his name, but when the man of the house goes and, like, grabs her hand and kisses and stuff like that, he, it like, you know, his hand now has the citrus oil on it. So when he goes to his key code thing and puts in the numbers, you see, well, like, you know, she has a little illuminating light so she can see which buttons he pushed. But even when I see this in movies and TV, I'm like, how the fuck do you know what order it is? You got a bunch of freaking numbers here. That's that is easy true. peasy. I'm like, is it? That is an Eric Shea pet peeve. That is, right? That, that, but it's true. Like, she just. Four, just five, nine, zero, things. maybe six. I don't know. Her hand's obscuring that one. I'm like, there's a lot of combinations you're going to push right now. Yeah, there is. But, you know, she's lucky, like a cat. And yeah, you end up having these people come in. She ends up stealing the one painting to get the whole deal where they will then react. The the guards will go towards where they have Ivy because of the idea that that's the most important thing. And then Selena ends up stealing. So all of this stuff is just to get Pamela. It picks up, though, after because you're expecting the... Oh, you got me, you cat womans, and, and that. No, it's more than that because this no, is this tied is in with Simon Saint. And this the whole idea. thing, when Poison Ivy, she is gone, and Catwoman is just explaining the situation. Like everything she's doing is stalling right now, so Poison Ivy and Shoes can get out of there. Job done. So, because she's not afraid of this dude pointing a gun at her and, like, you no. know, having her monologue about what she just did, because it's the least interesting part about this book. But everything picks up when he realized, he, do you understand what you just did? Like, I, I can't be a part of this right now. And he goes and shoots himself because he's not going to be, a, he wanted yeah, to be alive himself. to tell Simon Saint that he screwed up. Yeah, that he's, cause he was supposed to, and that's the idea at one point. Cause she was even, supposed to be killed. He and, kept yeah, her as a prize. And he kept her and even said to Selena, like, you don't understand. I'm not the bad guy. I was supposed to destroy it. But with that, I do like the play of showing this. And it, it does work out in this way of Selena so pleased with herself that she had, oh, it's the man. And having a ball. I mean, every time they show her talking to him, basically laughing it up. 
Like you thought I was doing that. Was doing that <laughs> in the way of like, all right. She's now. all David Blaine about it up yeah. in here. Yeah, <laughs> really. She's mind freaking. She's not even David Blaine. Like she's Chris a parody Angels. of David Blaine that you saw on YouTube. Like how like you know, smug she is. Yeah, and she's real smug. Because the game that she plays is then this guy pointing the gun. He's not going to pull the trigger. He's this guy who collects things. She's going to end up, ta-ta, and then jump out the window and off they go. This guy ends up flipping that script. And when he ends up shooting himself, and you have, obviously, they're not going to show you the exact, but they do a great job with that I plan. know the Catwoman is not afraid, but you should be. You've made a mistake too. You've stolen the one piece of evidence that implicates my employer. He won't be pleased. No, he won't. And Simon St. when displeased like, can be a very frightening man. It's like, Bam. <laughs> at the end, he's like, oh no, he won't. A clue. Why would he say the name? You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh fuck it, he's dying. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. And, and I'm the telling one you, thing, like, when I'm about to die, I am throwing everybody Eric, I can listen, under the bus. Really, you will. But if you are on the other side of it, and the guy's about to, like, he's putting his, you may not think he's going to do it. Close your mouth. There's going to be a lot of blood and shit going in the air. You don't want that in your mouth. I don't know what this guy's background is. And it's disgusting. I think it goes right in her mouth. But this throws her off. And she even says, I've seen people do the most awful things. But that is a cool line to show she never expected this would happen. And just the idea, this guy is not a great guy. I got to tell you, most most things in life, I don't expect that either. Yeah, yeah, no. And (laughs) I think that it does give you... That deal, Selena's not going to lose a lot of sleep over this. This I'll guy was this, a though, bad I, guy. I have but. never monologued to somebody about how I just fucked them over either. So maybe if I did that more often, I would expect it, but I don't. It's true. She did go through that. But even with all of that, all he needs to know by the end is she is gone. And now he's screwed and he's going to kill himself. And yeah, she takes a second to say, man, I didn't expect that. I've seen a lot of people do some bad things and all that. But this was a little odd, whatever. But yeah, she's going to get over this. She's going to go off. But it did it did surprise her. And the name Simon Saint being thrown in right before that, that just elevates that Ooh, as well. Wait. That just makes it like, holy crap, how bad is this guy that somebody's going to do that just because, you know, I grabbed Ivy and, and took off. And so it is crazy. And we do go off to Simon Saint. And it does give you, he's been creepy all along. Oh, I yeah. mean, he, he certainly has. We know also he's setting up the magistrate, all that. But in this book here, with going to him after that, and then him having pretty much, you know, his love model, it seems as well. With well, that's the, the white thing wedge. is, you say that I can't remember the character's name, but it's whatever future state backup we had with this, the Gotham City Sirens with that. Oh, it's a DD or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. DD robot DD thing that robot. we had. It seems very similar to this, where we have the white witch whose name is Rhea, where she was a broken, like you know, person, body and soul. Simon Saint took her, enhanced her, and for whatever reason, whenever she's going to hang out, she has to dress like Lilu from the Fifth <laughs> Element. You know, she does look like her. But yeah, when you go to this deal. Of, there he is. Look at him. And now look at just, you now. He just seems so evil. The Plus white you, witch. Bathe him in red. Like as it goes, it's it's done very well. Tell me, Rhea, are you not the embodiment of perfection now? Yes, I am, Mister Say. Yes, Mister Say. <laughs> That's what you good. Come up and very save good. Then you will help me do the same for the city. We're going to make everything perfect. And the weird part is, I like this because I was upset last issue. It seemed like we just got off the White Witch bandwagon, the, the trolley, as it were. And now we're coming back. We're learning a little bit more about her, how she's involved with Simon Saint, how Simon Saint is the man behind the drugs going through being, per- like, you know, created through Poison Ivy in Gotham. It goes along with what we're talking about with, you know, Scarecrow, the implication of A Day. 
causing fear and panic and criminal like you know, behavior, crime on the streets of Gotham till he gets what he wants from this magistrate program. This being here elevates the character as well, tying her in. I want to know more about her, but what I do, don't understand is, you know what? I'm going to need you to go after that Catwoman and Poison Ivy because they can implicate me in things. But for whatever reason, it seems like, you know, you fail with that Riddler. Don't fail again. I'm like, are, are we going to go back and kill the Riddler? Because it seems from the <laughs> dialogue here, about, right? well, he's going to free pass because he got away. Yeah, and I uh, maybe it's yeah, it's weird that he gets a free pass. I was going to say maybe it's like the idea that the most important things now are Ivy and Catwoman. You get rid of them, and then the whole implication of Riddler kind of goes down the drain anyway, because that was more based on Poison Ivy. But still, you are leaving that out there, which is odd. Seems weird. Uh, it does seem weird. But at least we get her again. She fritzes out like you like there. Oh yeah, she's phasing out. It seems like yeah, really she cool. She phases out really cool. And yeah, I mean that progression right there is is you know and that progression in general price of addition. Ele- I think you've I, elevated you know. the White Witch, who was a one seemed like just a one off assassin kind of character. You've elevated her, and you've elevated this book and series by making Simon Saint a prominent figure in it, leading to the Magistrate of Future State. The weird thing about it is, is like you end up where his character. For the most part, the, the big wow thing seems to be this Father Valley, which we will get in the I don't in give a, a shit second. about him. But that's the thing. Every time we do this, like I realize that I don't give a shit about him because he's not involved in the, the most important things. Like and he's I, there, I, just the I'm, idea I'm sorry, that I'm just, just the idea that he's there, like, yeah, eventually I'll work on that cat. <laughs> just, I'm gonna beat the nuts. shit out of her friends first. He drives me nuts, this guy. He's the worst. He doesn't follow in. Who was hiring him? Uh, but yeah, even like you said, Simon Saint starts going with the idea of I'm going to protect the city. It doesn't understand that we need more control. And that is the magistrate stuff. It so it does work. You even have like a Gotham City well, Sirens even- type deal with with the, you know, Gotham City uh, mug shots with. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Deal. And the whole thing, too, I don't know how it's going to play out in the Batman Urban Legends and the Red Hood uh, story going on in that. But if that ties back to Simon Sane as well, with the cheer drops using the Scarecrow Fear Toxin as a base, like we're using, you know, Poison Ivy's, but like, you know, biology as its base for whatever the drug is we're pushing here. It just seems like another thing that we're just going to be causing havoc and crime on the streets so Simon Sane can get what he wants. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. And you go back. You know, to the whole abandoned Grove Street Terminal building alley town. And we're doing more like everywhere you look and got like how many, you know, railway stations, subway stuff that, that they abandoned and got because every There's time we have a There's book, a it's always just that. Hey, nobody did this with that. It was too small. It ended up doing that. Everybody's setting up base, including Bruce himself even in the detective comics deal. And you said that you He's thought this sewer stuff. You thought this Harvey Bullock thing was, it was Bruce. This I think strange it is now phantom too, stranger character who is just a man of mystery. It's weird in the daytime though, right? I'm saying this not even weird in the daytime. The idea that he's just there in a fedora and a trench coat and his face is being obscured by the shadow of the fedora. And he's like, he's the man with the plan who knows everything that Selena needs to know and then can disappear like Batman. I'm like, Bruce can't stay away from his lady love. He is here, you know, matching it up. This is another persona, but other in detective we have match. You know, we just have Fedora Man. This is hat. Just, I'm just going to call him Phantom Stranger because that's all it reminds me yeah, of. He's doing yeah. nothing but just showing up, saying some things, and disappearing. But when this comes down, you have to go with the play when, hey, listen. She's got to know it's him, though. Because yes, that's what I'm the, saying. When you get to her, she has to say, in the shadows for us. We can't see his eyes, and that's it in a weird, like, you know, way of the, the shadowing is. But I can she, just imagine. She's, sitting, she's standing right fucking next to him. Can you imagine that you get to that and, like, by the way, 
it was me in the trench coat and the fedora. Of course She's it like, was. Oh my goodness. It has to be the play of her bringing up first. Hey, you know, by the way, thanks for the help with Ivy. Like something like that better be said. And then you leave like, it behind. Even this whole idea, it's such it a weird thing so where you have weird, it, where you have, you have the whole thing where you sitting there. You put, this place used to be three stops from the end of the queue line back in the 60s before they shut it down. There was a whole network running through here all the way down to the Irontown Tunnel. Yeah, we used to call it the Ghost Rail. Back when I was running with Mama Fortuna's kids, we'd hide it in the tunnels if things got too hot up top. And it may become <laughs> like it may become that such place again. Change is coming to Gotham. But until then, it'll serve well to hide her. Keep her safe, Catwoman. There will be a time to count your friends soon. I'd like to know who my friends are first. So who the hell are you? Are you? He's gone. He's gone. Is is there what is this? Could there be could there be a funny play that it's Ghost Maker? Playing the games that Bruce has set up things for him to say, and then it just really sends feels him. like he's a man out of time. Where he's talking about like what he used to experience in the sixties when Maybe it was it's you know going to soldier. Maybe just it's the <laughs> Is like he the embodiment of old Gotham? He is. He's the ghost of Gotham, Eric. It's old Gotham. It'd be, that'd be actually like, pretty even cool. The whole thing is the ghost rail, and he knows all about it. He almost feels like a ghost. Is it the ghost rail gang? Are we going <laughs> to call him that then? The third rail. That third rail, I still don't understand. You end up. Don't yeah, touch it. Uh, it is funny that you would. Lo- I would love the the idea when he, if he is a ghost. <laughs> now you've intrigued me that it's just ghost detective that it keeps is. showing up. And and until we make things right, I'm never going to get my wings. Like he's almost like the the gray ghost character if he was actually a ghost. But then again, that would be kind of a cool deal for Bruce to do. But it, it just it's kind of silly, right? It is, but. I do like AI showing up with them cornrows. I think it that, just that's can't a good be Bruce thing. Wayne, who I it, it, that's all it feels like because Catwoman has no idea who it is. Maybe she or is she just playing Bruce's like, yeah. stupid game? Yeah, I think she's just playing his game. She's like, well, he lost his money and shit. Let me just let him, you know, humor him. Uh, we do go and see Ivy, and it continues that deal with Ivy that like you like. That's I'm good. Like deal the Simon Saint deal. That, yeah. This elevates it because it ties it into what we dealt with in the Swamp Thing book in the green. Because in the green and the Swamp Thing, we had two versions of Poison Ivy. We had the, like the, the the Ivy and the Poison Ivy, the evil version, and there's the regular naive kind of Pam version. And they were at odds with each other. And even seen though, as if they were at odds because you know the the Ivy version didn't trust the Poison Ivy because she's a bad girl. Poison Ivy being the bad girl of the of the personalities. She still wants to protect Ivy from this persona outwards where we see this physical embodiment of Poison Ivy. It seems like it's just the naive, sweet version who doesn't really understand. Like she has memories of who she was, people she did, but it all seems almost dreamlike to her and kind of silly. And and that seems to be the catchphrase like, when we get doing it. Stuff the catchphrase like is, hey, Poison Ivy. No, not Poison, just, just Ivy. Ivy. That seems to be the catchphrase like, to show you the deal. And it and works she's for Ram crying. V because he's doing yeah. both books. Yeah, and it does work, and it makes things again feel connected, and I like that. Then you get time frame. Because the weird part is, I feel like we still have the poison ivy out there, who's going to be the queen ivy, like we saw in the green. Like while we have a physical embodiment of these characters here, they are you know like represented in the green as well. So it seems like we might have a dual thing where they're always going to be a part of the green for who they are. Now that they're split up ever since the Harley Quinn poison ivy book. And start to see, like, are you just trying to play both angles here because people want her to be a hero? People want her to be I would. evil. And they're just, but I don't think people are going to say, I don't think people would be happy with her, like, you know, the not evil version where it's just, he, he, yeah, he, still, he I don't understand. Still, well, I think that what you're going to see if you're going to progress in that thing is that this is the new childlike. 
deal. And I think that she could have the possibility of like growing and, and getting more well, in tune the plants with things. Do, Jim. More. They grow. Well, they do. Eric, they or they nurtured. die. Right. But yeah, I think that this is like she has been reborn type deal. And this Which is, is cool. why she's all good. About it. And I think that she'll learn more about the stuff and remember some more things and do all that. I hope that all this just doesn't lead to, well, I got to be the good and the bad and accept all of it because I do like this. I'm telling you, I still feel that there's a queen Ivy out there. And if it leads to a, I don't know if it's going to be a six issue mini or at least a story arc or some series deals with it, where if you are going to combine the characters, I want to see that happen because it's interesting and I want to see it. Well, again, you could even have like, the weirdest crossover of this and, and Harley or something like that Agreed. to go with. It'd be cool. That's a great place to do it, actually. Uh, yeah, if, uh, and you, you know, had have a better those, artist. those both deals would be cool, but that's what you get there. But still, you end up with that, and they're like, all right, well, we're all here. Hey, by the way, where's Leo? Nobody's kept track of Leo's, like, Look, oh, I barely like, keep hey, track of Leo. He's know, one of the really. side characters I don't care about like the well, detective. we haven't had much of him. I actually thought from the beginning – that we were going to get a double cross, crisscross, M Night Shyamalan, you know, deal like where Leo he was is actually not good. The other version of that pawn shop owner that she used to live with, like these are just disposable characters in my mind. That look, maybe people are enjoying them, but they're just people for Catwoman to talk to and the well, fence that's her what goods gets and stuff like that. It doesn't here. do enough for me. And he was like the the driver. He yeah. also got the intel. He was he was that guy. Um, but because that was a new character and you didn't get him much, you weren't really really attached to him oh, I no, think. Father but Valley's gonna make now him confess. Father Valley has him and yeah with that I'm like eh <laughs> you know well, there's one guy out I don't really care that much and really all you get Father Valley again Trent Reznor looking at us he comes in with a bucket and starts talking his nonsense again if we confess our Father sins Valley thing. he is faithful and just forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from the unrighteousness John 1 9 then tell me, Mr. Corrales, shall we begin your confession? I got Cajun at the end. <laughs> confession is Cajun. Uh, with that, ended up talking to a guy online about this, my man Glenn, and talking yeah. about this and the idea that he's like, oh, my God, Father Valley's now. And he can look like what he wants. I'm not yeah. saying that, but he's like, this is one oh, of the best time. villains since Spain. The thing is, you're saying that in an issue that he ends up the cliffhanger and it drags it down to me because I was so into everything else that was going on after the heist. Everything else seems big, big, big. And then you're like, oh, you still have this asshole hanging around? Like, this is the, the which piece doesn't belong here. It's a roller coaster lot of emotions for me. Like, I'm sitting here like I'm bored because of this heist being this completely ruined in my mind. We get off of that. Oh, my God. This is the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. And then we're back down to this. Actually, it's not much. I'm just... So like it's not a lot of up and down because that middle part was really good. The beginning and end kind of brought it down in my mind, but that middle part was strong enough to keep it it's going. It's a weird deal. It's like a weird bookend because the idea of this, and it's not. I'm not saying that this this scene's nothing. I mean, it's Father Valley doing confession things. The confessions. Uh, what it does though is say it's just going to be Adam oh, Sanders Cajun man to me is, now. This is what we're going to do next issue now when we just had all this big stuff and now we're going to have to go back to him. And now he's torturing. Like, why is he even doing this? Because the idea where he could have killed Catwoman so many times by now, but he has to do it his way. And and he is not in a contract from the Penguin. He's in a contract from God. And it's just nonsense. And it, it doesn't <laughs> need to be here. It, it's like already where I thought that Ram B realized, yeah, this thing. Because remember, we're not even just saying that he disappeared. At one point, he said to Catwoman, listen. I'm skedaddling out of here. 
We'll meet sometime down the road. And when we do, we're at it again. We didn't realize sometime down the road was the middle of the next issue. I thought he was gone. And let's get the important stuff. This is not feeling important with him. But everything else is. And the Catwoman. Inspirational. Poison Ivy. The Simon Saint. I mean, these things. I'm going to do a confession. Uh, but yeah, this makes this me want to do the masturbation. This book, <laughs> this book ends up really meaning more than it has since Agreed. it started. Remember, here was the thing: you end up having the wedding. Remember that the non-wedding Not, no, in the Tom no. King. Anybody Tell remember me about this it. in the bat? It didn't happen, Eric. So then, it's like from the death that, metal Nightwing background. If, if you remember that year, it was like July Fourth weekend or July Fourth yeah, sure during the deal where the wedding hit. But then this book came out that same time, the same day. And and that was, in my mind, it was important because, okay, we're going to see what happened. Why the We didn't really get that. But it hasn't felt important since, and now it does again. And that's what I want, where you it's are. It's all the way back have, in 2018. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time ago. And so this book feels important in a way that if Batman is going to hang out, Batcat, all this stuff, that it should. And it's going to, and it's it's going forward with it. And actually, what I, what I would love to have, every book should feel important. You shouldn't have books that are like, oh man, that's not like. And they're doing that more now in the Infinite Frontier, which I really do enjoy in this book, especially. Uh, I like the art. I like every, but there are those bookends with the kind of you know down deal. But it's big enough for me to actually. Um, my score's gone up. I mean, you were talking about the score, and I think you're a point lower than me now because I'm going to give it an eight because of how big it was and hearing you even talking about the poison ivy and stuff like that. And uh, the white witch was something you were more into, and I'm glad I that wanted she to gets be in more there into. too. Well, now we can be a little more. At least she's here. I was just mad that she we wasn't even that mentioned she disappeared, last right? We just thought that she was gone, and that is maybe a Ram V type deal that he has to get better at of not seemingly having people. Leave a scene and you you don't know. Like you said, you end up having Bard and all these, you know, characters here with detectives that disappear. You end up we thought Father Valley was gone. He's back. You end up wait, which like he has to do something Turns better out he with never them. left. No, he didn't. No, where's it is Bard. I just want right? the penguin to, to fucking not be a deal. bitch here and actually penguin. take him out. Where, where's he? I mean, he's doing his things or whatnot, but he doesn't even have he any waddled sort of, away. He doesn't have henchmen. They all got killed by the guy he hired. It's so weird. I, I wouldn't pay this guy by the end, right? Say God, God can write your check. I, I, I think I kind of would, especially Maybe. if he just killed all my men I in front of know. me. I'd pay him right then. You pay him, and that actually, be I think a, he's the kind of guy you pay him front. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that that would get him upset. He finds some scripture. Deuteronomy sixteen twenty. Uh, Don't pay the piper until the piper is paid. Oh no, I'm dead. Holy moly, get that guy, get, get him to read something more, I guess. I, I don't I like know. to imagine that you actually think the Pied Piper is in, Ham, in, in the Bible. <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> I was just making up. John giveth to the son that the son of giveth to the father. There you go. Does that sound better? That's fine. He's walking around in this getup. This guy, what, what are people thinking during the day when he just goes out for eggs and cheese? He wants to make an omelet, Eric. He's there. They're like, look at this dude. I think Nightwing should give him his chain wallet. <laughs> it would be good. He looked well. I, I said, though, he, he would probably be, he would look as good in the four non-blondes as he would in Nine Inch Nails as he would in Ministry. It fits it all, Eric. He is a man of many bands. And many looks, though. I don't know. For some reason, I look at him, I'm like, I think you got a bad guy in some kind of crow story. Well, I 
that was the thing too i said that he looks like a reject from the crow as well and, and maybe even and acts even like pulp fiction he is doing a play on the whole reading the script like he's stuck in 94 where both of those came out Eric. he is a 94 villain through and through. good year yeah it was the crow and pulp fiction there but yeah he's samuel Brandon. jackson but looks like he's in the crow oh moly so you end up there and He's got a bucket. Is that bucket because old Leo has to take a dump? I don't know, Eric. I think the bucket there is like, you know, throw in his face, wake him up a bit from the beating he just took. Well, it's it's funny because you look at him. Did he? I guess, yeah, he already threw it. I was going to say, actually, I didn't know that was water, Eric. I thought he was getting sex. You don't know if it is. All of a sudden, these multiple migs. That's what you yell, splash. Ah, yes. Also, when he splashes them one way, the head's going the other, but the blood's going all over the place. I don't get it. I Uh, do. But. Eight physics. out of ten for me. Yes, physics. Uh, what would you give it? I'd end up giving this a seven out of ten because, like I said before, I'm all about the middle like of this book, the ideas that we're getting. Simon saying Pamela being brought in here, you know, tying into the Swamp Thing book of what we saw before. You were elevating the series more than I ever think it would have been in there, like, you know, since Catwoman started. You were doing stuff in the main Gotham universe. Everything feels more connected than it did before. It's just when you start to book out with a heist that doesn't matter because it's just, I went the through events. That wasn't, right? And like, <laughs> that was all pointless to me. And freaking Father Valley does nothing for me. That just kind of brought me down for like, as I'm like up on this freaking down. mountain, I'm like, I'm so hyped for Catwoman out there. Father Valley. <laughs> Didn't you like, you turn the page and you're like, oh my God. Oh, really? We're going to have to deal with this guy again? What, what, what nonsense is And I don't care say? about Leo. Let him fucking die. Yeah, I, I have no connection with Leo. So if he dies, you know, we hardly kill him, him, the detective, whatever. We got freaking red shirts to take it out here. It is funny, too, because you have this whole deal where you would think Father Valley would go after one of the kids, but I don't think DC would allow that. So you have well, the especially one. Especially not shoes now. You only have the one other adult that's around. If you had Father Leo. Valley come out of nowhere before anybody knows that shoes is Leanne and just kill her, I'm like, you just prometheized the shit yeah, out of this. You did. I mean, but even then, like, that would get the feels. That'd be like, oh my God, this guy yeah, would that kill That would get the anger. No, I'm saying about any kid. Cornrows, I like to call the one Skidmark? kid. Skidmark? You, you get Skidmark, and then you'd be like, oh my God, you you care then. But Leo? I don't know. Leo, I think he's got appetite or something. Really? You need to whittle this comic town a little bit with the characters that Yeah, really. That's the thing. So Give me more Alley Town kids. You know, I even had the one thing where maybe one at point, one of them was one of the We Are Robin kids. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Also, if you get the kids and the kids all get together, like they're spanky and our gang going for it, right? They have that like makeshift uh, fire engine. They're going around hitting all the adults. It'd be awesome, Eric. But you have all that. That's what they're doing over in the the Hoover Town Tentville in uh, Bloodhaven. Mm, That's what they're doing. Yeah. They they got that one rich kid who wants to play football but isn't allowed to dirty like up. Like the his rich pants. kids are going down to the freaking homeless kid hey, tents. I didn't think that rich kid was going to get involved in the R gang shit either. But this kid had a hankering for some playing. Eric, he didn't want to play in the the regular high shit. I like that kid. I like yeah. that kid. He he threw off the shackles. Uh, of this social society, Eric, and went and played with. The That's poor because kids. when you're a kid, it doesn't matter where you come from. That is true. Thank you, our gang. You did it before <laughs> anybody you. else. Thank you, Spanky and Alfalfa, who was an awful, yeah, awful don't, person. Yeah, don't bring up Alfalfa. Alfalfa he was such an evil person, Eric. He ended like, up Even before a, I found out about that, I'm like, your stabbed. ass is going to croon to me? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, really. I mean, and seriously, back in the 30s and whatnot, they have something wrong with their ears. He couldn't sing. He was terrible. <laughs> he was the worst. And, and please, Chubby. 
<laughs> Froggy was better than Froggy. Froggy, though, he at least has some moxie, Eric. You oh, know, I love he, Froggy. he had something going on. Nobody knows what we're talking about, but they should because the R Gang Check stuff, it out. though, I'm sure it's been canceled by a bunch again, of people. Again, I say our gang. Like, I just might as well just say little rascals to try yeah, to make it even like rascals you. Please to get do it this. On the deal. Yeah, little rascals. I, I did have such a love. And not the 90s movie. No, not that. Not that. The old people. I mean, it's not even, it's dead people TV, right? Because it wasn't even TV. It <laughs> There's nobody alive who right? watched the, the freaking little rascals <laughs> Luke the says old people TV. That's dead people deal. But they always played on reruns on Channel 17 in, in Philadelphia area that we grew up in. So I loved it. I loved it. Was it was on like 5 a.m., but it was still on. Five AM was that's when I that's what I watched shine. the freaking uh, Three Stooges reruns on like I think it was yeah. Channel Seventeen as yeah, well. That's the same deal. Then when I was actually allowed to actually tape some things on the VCRs myself, I would tape stuff like that. Yeah, so I'd would I. But I'd still sleep. wake up because even I never trusted my VCR to do what it was programmed mm-hmm. to do. And you just had to have that Little Rascals and the Three Stooges. Yes, so, some of the greatest comedy ever. and Gilgan's Island. Now, now you're talking, Eric. Now you're talking. And the Brady Bunches, did you have that? No, too, Eric? no. I ran out of tape oh, for the Brady Bunches, sadly. Bitch. <laughs> sadly. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, I that's that shit live. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week this week is a tie between Wonder Girl number one and The Flash number 770. Mine is The Flash 770. I really enjoyed that and hope that it continues to see maybe that we're Fixing the timeline and things like that as well cool. as the – Not even fixing course. the timeline, fixing the omniverse. Fixing my heart, Eric, is what I want. Good Don't luck. play games with my heart is what I always sing, Eric. If we can freaking send add, out to the greatest heart surgeon in the world, he ain't going to be able to fix that thing. No, no. I'm basically – It's a lost cause. I'm basically the Grinch. They're like, we did a scan and we found nothing. Oh, do you mean that I'm not sick? No. We found you nothing. are the villain in Nightwing. I always love when they end up. I got a brain scan and they found nothing. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. I'm laughing myself, Eric. Come on, join with me in no, the good. fun of wordplay. Uh, basically, and again, wordplay, it, it works out right now very well because that would be something in the three stooges. Hey, stop manipulating. You end up having for next week, we're going to have a bunch of books next week. Two of these will be picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew beep, boop, boop. to be on the Patreon spotlight over at patreon.com slash weird a science. And here we go, Eric. I have an idea again of what they will pick. But you're I'm always never wrong. right. I can still have ideas. I guess. Doesn't mean I have to be right. I didn't say I have the right one. Action Comics number 1031. Is that what they're picking, Jim? No. They will not. Batman Superman number 18. They're picking that one. Maybe, Eric. Detective Comics number 1036. I say that. I don't think it's been on the Patreon spotlight once yet. I don't think it will, Eric. We, we have a couple wild cards this coming up week. Because Detective Comics number 1036. I'm looking forward to seeing what these zombies are up to. That's the what hunted I want from that. And the Huntress. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Though I hope we get more from I didn't like the Huntress book as much or back up as you did. But we'll see how that goes. How think she could be in the main story this time? Harley Quinn. Well, she's been hanging in the shadows. Sure has. Harley Quinn number three. Eric, there's a wild card because that book seems to. Big old goiter neck, Kevin. Seems to drive you nuts a bit. And that is always a ticket to the Patreon. But I don't think it drives you as much nuts as they were. Actually, the thing is, I don't mind this book at all. I just wish the art was stronger. Can you yell that's nuts for me again? No, Can no, I can't. That? I love that. I'm man. not your dancing monkey. Oh, uh, aren't you? Uh, the next one. Here's a 
Mr. Miracle, the source of freedom. Oh, yeah, that's definitely pick. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. We'll see how that is. Robin number two, Eric. That's a big one as well. That She'll kill like you. That would She's flatline. <laughs> She's nuts. Can you tell? Stargirl Spring Break Special number one. Now, look at we'll, it. This looks like you got the seven soldiers of victory going on here, and I'm in Yeah, we do. That's what it's all about. It's all about her joining up with them and something. So we'll see what's going on there. We also have Teen Titans Academy number three, Eric. And hopefully. That gets a little more focus. I saw some more people talking about this book and some people liking Red X, but the idea in my mind is Red X isn't necessarily the problem it's with one of that them. book. It's one of them, and the focus on that is making the other problems where we're not getting enough of the other Look, kids, the Suicide Squad attacks Titan's Tower this issue, and I can't wait to see that go down because I think the Suicide Squad being here might elevate the things that I haven't liked about the Teen Titans Academy thus far. Because if we ended up, uh, you know, or I could just it's be not, full of shit. I it's don't know. not necessarily that half a year of comics of DC. Like, it'd be cool if we started on January 1st and this Infinite Frontier, where we could have, since we didn't have a, you know, award show last year, that we could have, like, the midway deal just to talk. Because if I had a pickup, well, we like, a surprise, surprise, I'm saying we don't have the deal, but. If I pick the surprise of the, the whole deal, it is Suicide Squad of how much I'm involved with that and how much I like it. Because even after the first issue, I wasn't completely sold on it. But now I'm like, boy, this book's pretty good. And it, it doesn't anger me, which is a, a plus. Uh, but you end up having a very consistent book with that. And just like you said, that's how much we like it, that it elevates another book. Potentially oh, and, getting and it on talking track. Talking before about things when we we're talking about it, it seems like John Kent was all I not John Kent, I'm sorry, Connor Kent, the Superboy in the Suicide book. Last time we talked about it, fell off because of different things. I think it was somebody in the Slack or on Twitter. I don't remember where it came from. Talking said about it, the it's idea, a very good idea. What they it, said. it's very good, and it's, I wish I'm, I feel stupid for not picking up. But when the idea when he told Bolt to run when the rest of the Suicide Squad were come up, the way it seemed shaky, it's because he was doing it super speed, so only she speed. could hear it. Yep, she would be it's the only one who could thing. understand. I thought that with how bad they were pushing something being wrong with you know connor kent and like you know his timeline being screwed up i really felt we we're continuing on and that train of thought cool and never went to super speed it actually reverses the kind of deal where it shows that he number one smart to do that but he is just helping and he was doing it i didn't even think of it as well but it is it was in that font and word bubble that Agreed. is that super little shaky talk. run bit that makes was sense. pretty cool and yeah of course we end up saying this and i wish i knew in particular who said it in i'm just glad i remembered it yeah, yeah, I'm glad you did too because I read that and I'm like, you know what? That's a really smart idea of that. Very smart. So whoever you are, you know who you are. It. it is it is on the Slack and it's you know, part of the Get Fresh crew, which <laughs> is, you know, possibly the seventh smartest crew in comics, Eric, is what I think. But uh, you know, you follow two dummies like us and how can you be smart? But yeah, so two of those books, I think it'll be Robin and Mr. Miracle. That's just me. I've never been right, Eric. I used to be. I, I Star Girl and Mr. Miracle. Well, it's Star Girl's a big one as well. Agreed. Oh, Star Girl, Mr. Miracle. I can just imagine the, the excitement me and you'll have to start. Just that the one idea off, right? thinking about like what books are we talking about today? Oh, you'll never guess. It's Mr. Miracle, a Shiloh Norman, Mr. Miracle, and the Seven Soldiers of Victory. I'm like, this is a strange time we live in, this but I'm, a I'm, I'm down. Time. Yeah, we'll see how it goes and we'll see what they pick. But yeah, if you want to listen to. The stuff on Patreon, including the spotlights last week. We said we did Wonder Girl number one and Justice League number 61. You go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And if you want to end up voting, 
You can even become a badass and all that. You'll be in the roll call. All that stuff, Eric. That's really keen. Right? Really keen. I, I also, now that we're mentioning things from before, I did want to mention, I also like when Jay Garrick in the flashbook, before Wally jumped into his body, was pretty much like a dad joke and sayings guy as well, because he's just that old. Even if it, when he was young, he was like an old soul. I did get a kick out of that as well. But yeah, that's that, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, J-Man, for emailing in. If you want to get in on that, like J-Man, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We read everything, good, bad, and Oh, shit, I'm writing whatnot. one right now. Yeah, really. And then also... Check out our website, Weird Science DC Comics at gmail dot com. Right? Didn't I say that right? Yeah. And also yeah. go to our com, Twitter, Weird Science DC. If you follow us, we'll follow you back a hundred percent until you block us, Eric. Then then the shit hits. Then the we fan. still will, and we won't know. <laughs> we'll still, and then I'll get really upset. Ah, uh, yes, but that's that, Eric. Thank you for joining me as well. And you're welcome. What do we say? At the end, everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in a seven. You have stolen my dreams. I like the killing. Closing time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the party's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time, pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys